Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you, you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Thank you. <laughs> 11 days, guys. 11 days until Saudi Arabia's WWE Night of Champions. And the next stop to that destination is WWE Monday Night Raw in Greensboro, North Carolina, as that is the show that we are covering today. Yep. Did this show deliver? Did this right show up get the highway? <laughs> right. Yeah, not too far from where we're at. Yeah. Did this show deliver at all? Did it get us intrigued about uh, Night of Champions at all? Well, <laughs> we're going to find out in just a few moments. But before we do get into the show, as we're just going to just jump straight into it. Um, obviously, there has been a lot of talk about a certain wrestler over the past couple of days. And I think it's only <laughs> right that we start the show off this way since it's been, uh, you know, even though I know we're a little bit late to the party, but I still think it's appropriate to uh, kind of talk about this for just a bit. Um, and that's about Randy Orton. Um, yeah. Randy Orton, of course, if you guys know, over the past few months has been out of action uh, due to a back injury um, that he suffered in November, I want to say, of 2022. And I believe it was from the that title, that tag title unification match with the Usos. It was when that whole unification of those titles started. Um, Randy Orton suffered a severe back injury. And we have not heard him since. We've been hearing rumors about, you know, again, rumors. We use the term rumors very loosely because, right. again, you know, especially when it comes to professional wrestling and all these reports and all that, you know, you, you, you always take that stuff with a grain of salt. But, you know, there's talks about maybe potentially him coming back to, you know, pay-per-views like SummerSlam and even WrestleMania, the Raw after WrestleMania. There was a SmackDown after WrestleMania. But now we've gotten word, not from Randy Orton himself, but actually from his father, uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, about pretty much, I think he was, uh, he was interviewed. I don't know if this was a podcast or a show or some type of uh, <clears throat> wh whatever it was, but he was interviewed about Randy Orton's condition. And this was Cowboy Bob Orton's words saying, and I quote, um, you know, in regards to Randy Orton's condition, he says he is training. So we will see what happens. Uh, if he feels like he is ready to go back, then he might. Then again, he's pretty well taken care of. I don't think he needs to. I think the doctors have told him not to. And just from that line, that last line, I'm going to repeat that. I don't think that the doctors, I think that the doctors have told him not to. And I kind of feel bad for Cowboy Bob Orton because I'm sure in the moment when he said that, I'm sure he didn't expect just from that line alone to get blown up the way it has over the past several days. And I'm sure Randy Orton himself is not happy about it at all because I'm sure he's trying to find any way um, to, to try to get back into WWE, try to get back into the wrestling ring. Um, but I mean, if this is true to the fact where he's not medically cleared by doctors and doctors have also have informed him not to even return to the ring. That's pretty, that's pretty devastating, man. It, yeah, it, it really absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, and just to kind of just, you know, talk about Randy Orton in general and Brian, I'm going to get your thoughts in regards to this situation in just a second here, but man, it's just, you know, I, I go back and I think a lot about Randy Orton and just his style of wrestling. 
and just how, and of course, you know, I pretty much, when I started wrestling, I just remember that first, uh, that first feud that he was ever involved in. And that was with the undertaker. And that's how I got captivated from the undertaker straight from the jump. That whole feud, I believe that was in year of 20, uh, 2005, 2006. Uh, and straight from the jump, I was hooked on professional wrestling and I've been watching it ever since. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, but you can tell that Randy Orton, you know, and, 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 and there's talks about him, you know, personally and how he's had kind of a disconnection with, with Vince at times. Cause if you, cause if you can recall, especially over the past sev- several years, he's never really been in that top spot. Sure. He's been in TV time. He's been in cool, pr- cool storylines, but he's always been either in a tag team or mm-hmm. kind of been pushed to the side away from that top spot. But if you know, Randy Orton and have watched Randy Orton, I mean, this dude works in the ring as well as just in a storyline in general. I mean, this dude does yep. it without putting, it doesn't even look like he, he puts in any single effort. I mean, that's just how good this freaking dude is. Um, I mean, just the way it, it kind of, it's the similar style of wrestling, similar to the way I think about Dustin Rhodes, uh, Dustin Rhodes, a, a, AKA gold dust. I mean, everything that they do is just, is just so smooth. It's second nature. Mm-hmm. And, and it just comes across a, just a different vibe of wrestling where you're like, man, like this dude, I mean, this dude is like, it's effortless to them. It's just like, yeah. it's, it's just like a walk in the park. You know what I mean? Um, and just, and even in today's Randy Orton, you've seen that even though he's towards the edge of his prime or the end of his prime, he still moves in there. Like he's still, he's still in his Mm -hmm. late twenties, early thirties. And this is where I do get a little bit discouraged and a little bit frustrated about this is the fact that, you know, let's say if this is Randy Orton's final call, this has been his curtain call there. And cause guys, there is a chance where like, Oh, well, James, if he's going to, if he wants to come back, he'll come back. But guys, if he's not medically cleared, like, don't be, you know, don't be confident in that aspect. Because again, if, if doctors legit say that he can no longer, because again, it's, it's also a back injury, right? Because that's another thing we also have to think about. Like, sure. severe back injuries, especially in wrestling, um, should not be taken lightly. And the fact that doctors, again, of, of course, if these reports are true, to say that if he's not going to, there's a, you know, they're heavily advise him to just stay away from the ring as possible. That's a big that's a big step or a big obstacle to overcome. Mm-hmm. So the people say like, oh, he'll return, James. Don't worry about it. Come back. Like again, but guys, don't be, don't be shocked that that's not the case. You know, and, and, and this is where I get really kind of discouraged in a way, because this was just my mindset, especially over the last few moments that we saw Randy Orton in, the, in, in a wrestling ring. And Brian, I'm going to get to your thoughts once I make this statement. The last time that we saw Randy Orton ever in 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 WWE was in a freaking tag team with Matt Riddle and, and that that's yeah. your last visual of him guys and i understand people have their their there's fans of the tag team and oh it's like it's so oh, the bro and 420 dude like 410 420 just said i just smoked your eye. i understand the comedic stick i understand people getting on board with that but brian i felt like that there was just more that Randy Orton had to offer even at the end of his career Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, and, and I know what also people are going to say, well, oh, well, James, you know, you know, he, he, as he's in a tag team, you know, he doesn't have to work a whole lot, you know, you know, you know Matt Riddle, he's a younger superstar. He could kind of carry the load a little bit and Randy Orton, he doesn't have to work as hard and doesn't have to put too much tear on his body 
and he's well protected. And, and you're right. And, and there's there's a there, there's you know there's there's truth to that. But at the same time, like there could have been so much more that we could have done for Randy Orton to remind fans of just how great. And yes, I'm putting emphasis on great how mm-hmm. uh, Randy Orton truly is. Um, cause again, the Viper, the legend killer, like those, and we, and the last, but the last visual visual you see is him like cracking, being in a comedic shtick with Matt Riddle. It's it just, yeah. you know, it's just, and it's just like, it's kind of was just diminished him and his career in the process. I mean, he's a legend regardless, but just in those few moments, it's kind of saddening of what we could have gotten, what we known up until now about where his condition is now to the point where we don't even know if he's going to return at this point. And looking back at it, it's just like, we could have just done better with this, with this man, especially mm-hmm. what we know now about his condition. So that's just where I'm coming from. Um, I know people are fan of the, of, of the team. I, I know people had their laughs and stuff, but guys, if, if you guys know this company could have booked Randy Orton so much better and there could have been so much more for this dude to be even more captivating even at his age and even at the edge of at the end of his prime if you guys are being honest you guys understand that I'm I have a point and that I'm right I'm sorry um and it's no shade to Matt Riddle either but there was nothing about that tag team that is just I mean yeah was it funny was it entertaining at times okay but was there anything that was truly better than what Randy Orton has done in the past? Hell fucking no. And that's my problem. So, um, but yeah, Brian, I'll, I'll, I'll turn this over to you, man. Uh, Your thoughts about um, this whole situation with Orton, Bob Orton's comments. And do you think that we'll ever see Randy Orton in the wrestling ring again? Uh, So the floor is yours, my man, take it away. Yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost, um, you know, I, I would hope that if, you know, if, it would cause him like really great risk or, you know, whatever, um, being paralyzed or, or worse. Uh, you know, I, I hope, I hope we don't see him in the ring, you know, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. but if there's a way and, and I know, look, he's, he was born and bred for this and, and this is what he's done. And like you said, he's, he was a natural at it. It, it just, he's one of those guys that it just, um, yeah, everything looked effortless. Uh, so if there's a way for him to get back, then yeah, I fully expect he's going to, he's going to do everything he can to try to have one more run, no doubt. And, and I hope that's possible health wise. Um, so yeah, that being said, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that like, um, you know, I mentioned this about edge the other day and, and in fact, uh, you had uh, rated RKO, you know, they tagged at one time, but. Randy Orton is another one of those guys that nothing he did was ever like, you know, might not have been the greatest or might not have been your favorite, but the guy like delivered in everything he did, Um, you know, kind of every character he played, every little switch, every feud, Um, you know, nothing was ever bad with, with Randy, you know? Um, So yeah. And I will say, even even up to you know, yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of the the RK bro, um, but up until that point, I really think that that Orton, um, you know, I go back to like the 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 feud when Edge came back, right? And it sucks that it was like COVID and and all that shit, but I think Randy in the past like 
you know, handful of years, five years or so, like, it feels like his maturity, like, finally caught up to his talent, right? And he's, and it's, yeah. and it was put together. And, like, he, the last five years, um, you know, you can go back to different feuds, of course, and everybody's going to have their favorite. But I, I just think, I don't know, like, you could almost, you could, <laughs> it's funny, he was in the, uh, the faction evolution, because you, you can watch his evolution throughout his career. And I think the, the last handful of years, it just felt like like everything was was clicking for him right and you know now he's 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 uh becoming a locker room leader and a teacher and instead of you know much like a uh, Shawn Michaels or something he was a prick when he was you know 23 um so yeah that, and and whether we see him or not again i mean it's one of those things where like all these guys will just take the last in the last handful of years, right? Um, Edge, uh, Brian Danielson, uh, HBK, his back injury. Um, you know, so I don't know how old Randy is, and so I know this injury is is coming like later than those injuries to HBK or or Danielson. Um, but is it a a thing that we could, you know, maybe not see him for a few years and, and he comes back for, for something, you know, in a handful of years? I don't know, given his age, but like I said, with all these top superstars, they're good, bad, or indifferent if it's to their detriment or their health risk or whatever. It's, it's like, you know, th- this is what these guys have lived for. And yeah, sometimes they're going to do whatever it can, whatever they can to eventually get back, whether that harms them in the long run or not, you know, it's a chance they're willing to take, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I hope we see him again. Um, but more than that, man, you know, he's had a great career and, uh, if he can retire, you know, with his health intact, then, you know, more power to that, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and obviously, you know, thinking about it as well, I can't help but also think about, you know, you talking about, you know, people like Shawn Michaels and Edge and people that have suffered major injuries from the bumps that they have taken their career. And and, and recently, just, you know, just from kind of just thinking, you know, over the past <clears throat> several weeks, you know, Jeff Hardy, you know, and of course, putting all like, you know, the alcohol stuff and the drinking and driving aside, you know, this is a guy that has has put so much wear and tear on his body to where even now over in AEW, you kind of see like it's starting to come into effect. Like it's noticeable now where this dude is just, he, he's, you know, he's getting more exposed in the ring and it's just, cause there's just so much wear and tear on his body now. And that's what I kept saying about, you know, with Jeff, especially even with his mindset. And we talked about with Randy, mm-hmm. how, you know, with, with his head and how he was, you know, he wasn't as mature and, and things like that, but you know, at least from his his perspective, he learned from it, especially when you have somebody like like Jeff that is still kind of trying to conquer demons. And on top of that, you're also dealing with major, just gruesome pain and just gruesome wear and tear on your body. You know, yeah, to for the sure. point where, yes, we all love Jeff Hardy. Will we all want to continue to see him wrestle? Of course we do. But when do we get to a point where we just, we have to take a step back and we have to say, man, like th- this is, this is not good for you personally. And Matt Hardy can go and defend his brother as he should for the right reasons and say, oh, like Jeff is fine. He's going to come back better than ever. But again, it's at some point, you know, when 
things just continue to get repetitive, you know, when do we finally say, you know, okay, you know, you, you have to, it's just like enough, man. Like you, you can That's stay how- backstage, you can stay being a part of wrestling. You can be a mentor backstage. You can, you know, do whatever X, Y, and Z. And, you know, cause, and, and that's, and same goes for Orton, you know, would we love to see Randy Orton back in the ring? Of course we do. But at the same time, you know, I think it's just, it's, you know, take, you know, the fact that he's still able to walk <laughs> and, and the fact that, cause a, a lot of yeah. wrestlers don't have that privilege after their careers. I mean, again, look at for sure. Mick Foley. I mean, me, Mick Foley and, you know, we all love Mick Foley for everything that he's done in his career, just to entertain us as fans. But for him, Physically, it's hurt him in the in the process. Um, you know, even people like Kurt Angle, where Kurt Angle mm-hmm. is, is really, st- and you're starting to see effects with him in regards to yep. his neck and everything else. And at least in regards to Orton, and I know we're selfish as fans, like oh, like we wanted to see him at SummerSlam, we wanted to see him. Sure, here. sure. Guys, at some point, we need to start thinking about these dudes personally and their long term health. Now, and and going and going back to you, Brian, finishing this off finishing off this topic before we get into raw there is, could there be a chance the word maybe doctors can work something out? Sure. The one thing I can yeah. really think of is that maybe like, okay, if, if, if things can work out perfectly, if things can work out the way we want to here, you know, he can, they can send him off for like a, like a little bit of a mini run where he's like, it's like a, maybe a year right. or so run. He wrestles maybe a handful of matches maybe five to six matches in that, in that time frame. To, yep. you know, they involve him more of the storytelling aspect. So maybe there is a chance that you can do something with Randy Orton in that aspect. So could that be the case? Sure. Do we know it, it remains to be seen, but, but if, but if that's the case where doctors are just not going to clear this dude, to be honest with you, then yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, you know, in his long-term health for Orton, the fact that mm-hmm. he still be able to play with his kids and, you know, be able to walk and do every, you know, stuff like a, like a natural human does, you know, cause again, even like, look at big E, like thank, thank, thank God that freaking big E has is slowly starting to recover his neck injury where this dude can just actually fucking walk, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and that's just what we got to think more as wrestling fans. Yes. We want to see these guys back. We love these guys. We're a fan of these, of these dudes, but we have to voice out as fans and say, listen, you know, enough is enough. You've done what you'd had to do. There's nothing else you need to prove. Well, we'd like to see you back. Absolutely. But there's nothing mm-hmm. else left in your career that you need to prove. And if doctors don't want to clear you, then, you know, that, that that's, then that's it, man. So um, yeah. before we get into raw, Brian, your final thoughts in regards to all of that. Yeah, I, I agree with you fully, man. Um, I, I would always uh, a perfect prime example, maybe the best example right now that I can think of. And I hate to say it because he's arguably the best ever Rick Flair. Like, you know, I, I respect these guys. This like everybody, you know, they can make those decisions on their own and they're, they're entitled to that and however they want to go. But man, Rick Flair, like a decade ago, should have never gotten the ring again. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know it's in the blood and I'm, I'm not like, I'm not, not throwing a shade on him. I, I just, man, like, I don't want to, like Ric Flair legitimately, if, if he were to have a wrestling match today, could fucking die in the ring. And, yeah. you know, it's, mm-hmm. 
And, and it would be one of those things where it's like almost, well, yeah, of course he did. He's fucking, you know, that old. He's had, you know, bypass surgery and yeah, he just shouldn't be doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, his, his health is in my mind. Yeah, of course I'd love to see him, but if he can't, he can. And at the end of the day, I guess, cause I saw so much of, of Orton, you know, when I think of, of, you know, Orton or the best ever, his best stuff, like RK bro is not even going to pop up on my radar. I mean, it's, yeah, it you know, evolution, the, the legend killer, the Viper, you know, him so Stephanie McMahon in the head, freaking <laughs> yeah, right. triple H freaking, uh, you know, freaking crashing or freaking, uh, breaking into his freaking home, like in wrestling yeah. five and that whole bill. And that's what I mean, Brian, as we finish this up. You know, and that's why I'm so frustrated because we could have, if again, what we know now, you know, knowing back then of what would happen, you know, people kept saying, "Oh, this is the great, this is the best Randy Orton we've ever seen. He's happy. He's he's at, you know, he's in an entertaining tag team. You know, this is the best we've ever seen Orton. This is great. Is it really though? Like, I understand he was happy. He spoke like, "Oh, this is the best time. This is the one of the most fun I've ever had him." And then that's great for him. But again, that doesn't mean that what they were putting on paper was what the best they had to offer for him. Right. And guess what? I think overall, in like the last handful of years, it's been the best. But that specifically, no. That specific, yeah. And, and but he, and but here's the thing as well. You know, people, you know, they're trying to come up with ways of how he could come back. And you know what they're talking about? They're not talking about him reuniting with Matt Riddle. They're talking about a maybe a potential feud with Matt Riddle or a potential feud with Cody Rhodes because they know. That shoot, like if I knew that freaking RK bro was going to be the last time that I was going to see Orton, then shit, man. That, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> right. they're not talking about RK bro because, again, this is what I was saying before we even had this podcast, before we even started. I still yeah. that that this freaking, yes, was it entertaining at times? Okay, but there was nothing memorable, memorable about it. Yeah, it, it was a weird pairing. Yeah. It was just, it was a weird pairing. And it was just a comedic act that was just a flash in the pan. That's all it was. Yeah. It was they were trying to do like some like a Walmart version of freaking Team Hell No with Daniel Bryan and Kane <laughs> and that's kind of sort of comedic shtick. But yeah. now but looking back at it, you know, fans are now saying, Oh, like Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes maybe in the future, or Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns, or and, and the list goes on and on. But you know what's not on that list, guys? Freaking freaking RK bro. And that's why I'm frustrated because we could have gotten so much good shit with Orton up until that point into the end of his career. But you know what we got? Fucking 420 and freaking smoking your ass and freaking scooters riding down the freaking – like that. that's what you got. Freaking spelling bees. Well, yeah. well you could have gotten a freaking sick, larger-than-life freaking Randy Orton. Um, that that could have made memories and could have made moments that would have lasted a lifetime. But here we are. Sure. And, and now people are, you know, and now it's we're at the point where we may not see this dude ever again. And if that is the case, then honestly, you know, look, I'm I'm honestly I'm just you know grateful that I've gotten to see this dude. I still remember a lot of shit that you know he was involved in in his career, and that's what I mean about a lot of wrestlers. It's not just the matches. Right, we're not here to watch great wrestling matches, guys. We know we can, we see that enough on pay per views, right? And we see that enough on Wednesday nights, etc. In local bingo halls. But what we come for is moments. What we come for is storylines and 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 stuff that we can gravitate towards and remember for years to come. And Randy yeah. Orton did that ever since sure. he started. 
you know, punting yep. Stephanie McMahon in the head, Triple H breaking into his home. The what? What else? You know, even during the Thunderdome freaking era, freaking his feuds with Christian uh, stuff he did with Christian and Edge, even with Bray yeah. Wyatt, um, the tag yeah. team he was involved John with Cena Wyatt, with the how? Yeah, John Cena, freaking more yeah. stuff with Triple H, freaking even stuff with Jeff Hardy and the list, guys. I can go on and on, dude. And yeah, that's what makes people like Randy Orton, you know. Larger than life, especially for for fans like me. And I understand people like they've, they've seen the Macho Mans, they've seen the Ultimate Warriors and the Rocks and the Stone Colds, and maybe they don't see Randy Orton in that aspect. And that's fine. I hear where they're coming from. But when you're not in that era and when you see someone that's pretty close to that aspect, you know, yeah. you, you understand you understand where that where I'm coming from with that. Um, so he, we'll Yeah, see, Orton, um, Orton is no doubt one of the top five of the last 20, 25 years. No Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, there's no argument with that. So we'll, we'll continue to update as well in regards to the situation. Again, hopefully, you know, we would love to see this dude back, but again, this help, this dude, this man's health is, uh, you know, comes first. And even though we're professional wrestling fans, but we're also, we understand as human beings that your health comes first. Um, so hopefully, you know, regardless if we see this dude in the ring again, you know, as long as this dude is, you know, he's, he's able to play with his kids and be able to walk and et cetera. That's the most yeah. important thing. So, but we'll continue to get updates if Randy Orton is able to return. Maybe there is a chance where he can go on a mini run. They can work out a deal where he can wrestle maybe a handful of matches for a yearly long run or something along those lines. Because I feel like, I mean, because again, if if he's legit not cleared by doctors, and that would be the only way I can think of if if he were to return. So, but we'll we'll yeah. continue to give updates in regard to that situation. So, shout out to Orton. Um, shout out to his family and just hopefully um, everything works out with him. Hopefully his, he is continuing to get better and hopefully he does come back. You know, it's, you know, we, hopefully he, he does and he, they're able to work something out. Um, so shout out to him. Um, and if this is the last time that we do ever see him, um, you know, we just, we just appreciate everything that he's done. Um, in yeah, absolutely. And in for, and for professional wrestling as a whole. So, and now guys, with all that being said, it's time to get into Monday Night Raw. Guys, I'm not going to bullshit. I legit have not hardly even a page and a half of notes. Uh, guys, I, if I can describe this show, in, in it's that what accomplished, if, if anything, that got accomplished in this show. You have Night of Champions that is legit 11 days away. It's crazy. It feels like Backlash just freaking ended. And now we're starting a new freaking pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's just to me, Brian, and I don't know how you feel. I'm sure you feel somewhat of the same way, but this was just another run of the muck type of show. And it was nothing but filler and lazy freaking booking. That's all this shit was. Um, and it's just to the point where I'm just, I, I can't really even be angry or pissed off. I'm just like I'm just baffled and I'm just disappointed, man. Seriously, yeah. Um, that it's that it's that it's gotten to this point where it, it's just like it, it just leaves me speechless, which I am right now. Um, yeah. yeah. No, it's, I hear you. It, it makes no. I mean, guys, nothing nothing happened in the show. I mean, usually, guys, when I take notes, it's a good. It takes me at least for an hour. One full hour is probably like a good page. Hardly I sure. even got one full page for even the first hour. That, that yeah. guys, that's how yeah. freaking bad this sh this shit was. 
And, and, and if you guys don't believe us, well, we're going to dive straight into this shit right now and show you how exactly how just fucking ridiculous this shit was and just how nothing can everything about this company and about this show and everything as a whole just continues to just be lazy and nothing gets accomplished and also nothing just makes any fucking sense what are we talking about well let's <laughs> dive into the show and find out monday night raw greensboro north carolina may 15th 2023 our number one starts off with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, your tag champs. Their music hits. They enter the ring to start the show. So obviously we know the bloodline is over on SmackDown, right? They're, they're on SmackDown. So they're facing each other at Night of Champions, which is 11 days away. So right. you're thinking. You're, so that's when you got to think as a company like, well, man, we're in this brand split. How can we get freaking creative? How can we get people excited to watch freaking night of champions or get some intrigue going into night of champions do you know what this freaking company does brian so Sami Zayn goes out there he cuts he says a few words cutting a promo f uh, with uh roman or talking about roman and solo mainly about roman reigns of course uh sammy Zayn calls roman a psycho and a manipulator and guys the judgment day comes out and brian as soon as their fucking music hit I knew exactly what we were getting, and that was probably a match, a nonsensical, maybe a tag match later on in the night. And that's exactly what fucking happens. Right. So the Judgment Day comes out. Freaking Finn Balor. Well, Kevin Owens cuts the microphone, or he cuts them off. He cuts the music off, and he's just like, listen, are you guys out here to fight? Let's just freaking fight right now. Let's just get in your asses in the ring. Let's do it. And Finn Balor says, whoa, whoa. And I think Damian Priest was like, hey, like, I'm here to fight. Let's freaking do it. Uh, Finn Balor, then he he enters the ring and he kind of like plays Peacemaker or some sort or something like that. Um, you know, trying to back off Damian Priest. He's like, listen, we're here to wish you guys good luck in your tag match or whatever for Night of Champions. Um, and he says, you know, once you guys are done with your tag match, just, just want to let you know we'll be waiting uh, in front of the line for those tag titles. Um, some mommy chants start <laughs> erupting in Greensboro. Uh, Zane says he wants to hear what Dom has to say. And Dom just gets booed. Uh, the crowd just boos the living shit out of him. Like every, pretty much every crowd does. Again, you know, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just, I, I love the fact the the way that Dominic is getting heel heat, but I don't know. It's just like the way that this company is asserting crowd noise. Like sometimes he's like, he's like, not. He's not legitimately getting it. That's the problem. I mean, yeah. he, like to a degree, yes, but to that degree, no, yeah. not even close. Right, and right. why? Yeah, yeah, exactly, ah. exactly. So the the fans continue to just boo the shit out of him. Um, Kevin Owens asks, <laughs> he's like Kevin Owens. Is, Kevin Owens was pretty funny. I will give him that in this segment. <laughs> he had the he best like, line for sure. Like we can't hear, we can't hear him. The crowd keeps booing him. Like enough. Like this is pointless. Can I just punch him in the face already? <laughs> Um, and Zane says, all right, sure. Go ahead. Rhea Ripley steps in front of Kevin Owens. So they stare down at one another. Uh, priest drops Sammy Zane and then Rhea Ripley drops Kevin Owens. The judgment day just stomp away on Owens. Sammy Zane just brings a chair to the party. All the members of judgment day retreat up the rampway. And again, like I mentioned earlier, this just leads into another match or, or a main event match for later on in the night. Um, guys, uh, let me remind you. 
Okay. And, and this is where I start talking facts, you know, like, oh, James, like, like, you know, people, I'm sure people get like discouraged and they get butt hurt and they get their, they get their panties in a fucking bunch. Like, oh, the James, like, that's just your personal opinion. Okay. Well, this is where I stopped dropping facts on y'all guys. Legit. What, what, what was it back in April of April 17th, Kevin Owens, Matt Riddle and Sami Zayn faced the judgment day, Damian Priest, Finn Balor and Dominic Mysterio. Right. And now not even a month later, you're pretty much getting the same fucking match. You just take out Matt Riddle and you take out Dominic Mysterio. And now you have a two on two freaking match. There's no bloodline. There's no, nothing about this freaking segment even was nothing got accomplished about telling the story with the bloodline because they're not there to tell the fucking story because they're over on SmackDown. What? the fuck did any of this accomplish oh but don't worry brian you're gonna get a great freaking tag match you're gonna get a banger of a tag match listen i mean this with all due respect and brian i'm gonna send this off to you again i am not here to watch the usa network i am not here to watch fox for a great to watch great wrestling guys i'm not here to fucking do that you know what i'm here to do i'm here to watch this show to be entertained to be entertained, bro. Take your five-star, 50-star, 100-star rated matches and shove them up your fucking ass. Like, enough. <laughs> enough of these – like, enough, man. I'm here to be entertained, bro. I'm here for this fucking company to put on something of a storyline that makes sense and something that's intriguing. And you, and you know what you got? You got the short end of the fucking stick. You got a bloodline storyline that they're not even there to tell the story. And, and and everything is filler. You throw the judgment day out there for, for what? Uh, again, and you're going to continue to see Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens in the judgment day again and again and again mm -hmm. and again. <laughs> and that's it. Brian, your thoughts, my man, on this opening segment. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's always good to see KO and Sami. And I think the funniest line, I, I, I got to imagine it was KO that said it when he was addressing him. He was like, gentlemen and Dom. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. They tried um, they, look, they tried to make something out of it, which I I I can appreciate that. So Yeah. Uh man, I, I just don't I don't know where any of this is going really. Um it's KO and Sammy, like so first, I'm surprised that they are actually gonna be at Night of Champions. Um I I don't know. I, I don't know what uh made them go this time. Um you know but I, I'm expecting them to lose. I don't know, James, how you what you think, but I, I think especially in Saudi, um, like, yeah, I, I think Roman and Solo are winning winning those really titles, man. Not, it really would not shock me at all, to, to be quite honest yeah. with you. Um, I mean, they, Roman and Solo can walk out with those titles. Solo Sokoa can just take a freaking pinfall for no fucking reason. I mean, nothing, guys. Even, about, even if you're excited about this tag match, it's still, there's still just something that's just, it's just off. We're still, the bloodline and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, at this point after Mania, especially after Backlash, Backlash was bad enough telling the same shit for the past month. They should be nowhere in the same vicinity. Like we should yeah. be telling the story with Roman, the Usos, and Solo Sokoa, and that's it. Like I don't need to see freaking Paul Heyman is there, and we're gonna and I'm gonna get into Paul Heyman and his freaking situation in just a second. And we talked about that, Brian, just before we got on here. Like I don't need to see Paul Heyman every single week, like hiring freaking people 
or coming to agreements with people to deal with the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens problem. I don't need to fucking see it. Yeah. <laughs> it. It's just what, like, again, it's nothing but filler because, oh, let's just have Paul Heyman, you know, try to, you know, <laughs> for some odd reason, come over to Monday Night Raw and hire all these people for to do the bloodlines dirty work to take out this Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Guys, nothing's getting accomplished. Yes, yeah. is the match going to be good? Okay, maybe it'll be good. There'll be a little bit of storytelling. I'll give Roman Reigns and and these people the benefit of the doubt in in that aspect in the match. But what about the match leading into it that's making you that intrigued where, you know, you're you're at you're, you're going to work and you're at the water cooler and you're staying by, oh dude, did you see Monday Night Raw last night? Oh dude, man, that tag match for freaking Night of Champions? Dude, I can't wait, man. I wish it was freaking next week. Who is saying that? Who is getting intrigued by this shit? So yeah, so Brian, just to answer your question, I, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. guess like, dude, this because this company will will do. I mean, you think they're gonna go one way and they do something completely another way? So I don't know. At this point, so, yeah, I don't this, think they even know, Brian. I don't even yeah. think they know at all. So yeah, continue. Yeah, with this whole thing, like I said, I, I expect Sammy and KO to be to to lose at Night of Champions, and then. If the if the belts aren't on them, um, like I don't, I don't think you keep them as a tag much longer if if they don't have the belts. Um, yeah. you know, uh, they're 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 better off as single competitors anyway. Um, you know, and then I don't know later in the night again. You mentioned Imperium and Judgment Day. Well. Uh, two things here. I'll start with Judgment Day. One, they're they're starting to run into a problem where, yeah. uh, like Rhea is the the fans are going to make her face, um, and and the way they're booing Dom, it's it just silly on WWE's part. Like, yes, he he is getting heel heat, yeah. but not to that degree. And why you keep doing that week after week after week, pumping in noise so he can't talk? It just I don't know. It's just weird and silly and un yeah. unnecessary. Like, uh -huh. um, so yeah, that's that's going to be something they have to figure out. And then, like I said, you you have Roman and Solo winning the title. So, are they going back to SmackDown with the titles now? But then you have Imperium and Judgment Day wanting the title. Like, it just none of it makes fucking sense. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, guys, don't I don't know. Shocked. Don't be shocked. You're going to get Roman all belts. <laughs> Roman all belts. <laughs> Yo, I saw, did I, I don't know if I posted it today or not, or I just saw it, but it was, you know, something to the effect of, you know, Roman and Solo win these titles. Roman wins money in the bank and then cashes it in on whoever wins between AJ and Rollins. <laughs> and he has all the fucking belts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I could, yeah, it's, it's not. It sounds fucking insane, and it is. It's and it's but, funny too because there's so many things it, about it and shit. But again, we could. <laughs> it's again, absolutely it could, a legit possibility. It's yeah, a legit seriously. possibility. It is a legit yeah. possibility because again, we can because because that's exactly what Vince McMahon, Triple H, and this company would do. They would legit go yeah. to that freaking extreme. They would legit <laughs> go to that level. Um, but yeah, uh. it's like, and this this is how you start your show. And again, don't and don't get you know get comfortable with, with seeing Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and the Judgment Day because you're going to continue to see it week after week, especially leading up to Night of Champions. Because God forbid Roman Reigns shows up to work on a Monday or a Friday for that matter. 
So you're going to continue <laughs> to see it. So, you know, again, I, I, I don't want to put that image in people's heads, but I'm telling you guys, get comfortable with it because you're just going to continue to see it week after week after week. Up next, Shinsuke Nakamura defeats The Miz via a Kinshasa. Brian, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. The, all I, ha- all I had was I... This is the match they heavily advertised for over a week. They <laughs> yeah. lost the fuck. They lost the fucking tournament in the, in the, in their triple threat matches. And then they have some, they have some, uh, some weird backstage altercation. They had their Miz TV segment, which was fucking weird. And now, okay. And now we're just going to jump straight into the match again, Brian. I, I was, I, I was jumping out of excitement when I, when I saw this match. Cause I mean, I, I couldn't even wait seven days to wait for this fucking match. Seriously. It was that, I mean, I mean, how could you not be excited? Like I said last week, how could you not be excited about Shinsuke Nakamura and, and the Miz dude? I mean, this is, is, this is a dream match. This is a banger that everybody talks about, right? Oh, God damn it, man. But yeah, guys, that, that's all I have. Shinsuke Nakamura. He, he beats the Miz. I mean, the Miz, like he poked Nakamura in the eye, created a distraction. He tried to hit the skull crushing finale. And Shinsuke wins via the Kinshasa regardless. Miz takes yeah. another freaking L. Shinsuke wins. Great. But what is this doing for Shinsuke? It's, it's yeah. not great. That's the only the thing I got was. He should be collecting W's, which, which yeah. is awesome. But what? Okay. Now, now what? <laughs> now, now what? Again, guys, yeah. I'm going to repeat that. Now what? There's nothing. Because nothing, nothing led to this. There's nothing intriguing about wanting to see Shinsuke next week. It's, just, it's sad. This is, this is a match that you heavily promoted. This is the best you have. This is the best you have for Shinsuke. The guy just got to Monday Night Raw. And this is the best you have for him? <laughs> like a match with The Miz and, and, and nowhere and no long-term plans in sight. Nothing. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he's been back for, what, I mean, a month now. He had like yeah. two weeks with Karrion Cross, and now two weeks with The Miz. Like, what the yep. fuck? And they've had the match, um, and you're probably going to have a, like a rematch or some sort, or I'm sure, just like you saw with Dominic and, and Xavier Woods, and we're going to get to that in the second hour. But yeah, Brian, uh, go ahead. Your thoughts on... Yeah, I got nothing on this match. match. No, I, I just, I put that, uh, I hope it's not a feud. Like, they're going in like... Yeah, I don't want to see a series of matches. Um, yeah, yeah, and and, listen, and also like that's, and that's all, unfortunately, was, yeah. And, and this match was short, and maybe that's for the best. Um, yep. <laughs> it's just I don't I don't get it, man. Like what this is getting again? What is this again? I talked about this in the beginning of the show, and this is the main focal point of in, throughout the rest of the show, guys. What is this accomplishing? Mm-hmm. Or what is this accomplishing for Shinsuke? What is this accomplishing for Night of Champions? And what is this accomplishing to get anybody excited? Yeah, you love Shinsuke. We all love Shinsuke. We know that. He's a great talent. We want what's best for him. We want him to see Collect Ws. But nothing is getting anybody intrigued for the following week and the week after that and going into Night of Champions. And you guys right. you guys know I'm right. So moving on because there's really nothing again nothing else to say about that great start guys we're off to a just a magnificent freaking start again it's, I, i'm getting so freaking amped up for for freaking night of champions this is just freaking riveting riveting fucking television seth rollins is in an interview with Corey graves this was kind of like um shown throughout the rest of the night there was clips of the interview throughout the rest of the night 
at least Brian, I didn't have to hear this fucking song. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. but that was the saving grace of this show. I didn't hit, I had, I didn't have to be fucking nauseous of hearing the fucking, whoa, freaking sing along or the harmonization or whatever the fuck. Um, that, that was it. So, and again, this is so again, just talking about, you know, his, his journey, Seth Rollins's journey up until, you know, where he's at now is, is from his start of NXT with the shield, et cetera, and everything leading up to the world. Heavyweight yeah. Championship. Nothing really talking about AJ unless they're going to push that to next week. So yeah, guys, if you weren't rivet about the freaking interview, I mean, guys, we're 11 days away. We're 11 days away from a freaking pay-per-view. Like mm-hmm. you gotta give me more than a nonsensical, like freaking interview for a freaking uh, consolation prize. That is a world heavyweight title. You gotta do fucking better, bro. Yeah. I mean, so, but they're going to have a great match, James. It's Styles and Seth Rollins. Enough. <laughs> Enough about the bangers. Take your bangers and shove it where the fucking sun don't shine. Enough, man. Um, yeah. Brian, if your thoughts, if you have any in regards to uh, Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they'll do, they're probably going to do the same thing with AJ on SmackDown. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, like, I see the angle they're going here. They're they're basically, since they created this title, they're just telling the two wrestlers' journey to get to this point. Yep. Um, but I thought the stupidest and the lamest part of it is, like, Corey Graves asks Rollins, like, during this interview, uh, why is now the time for a new championship? <laughs> really? Really? Like, like I just wanted to... I don't know, man. Like, I don't know because, <laughs> I, like, I wish he could have answered honestly, right? Be like, I don't know, because Vince Vince writes this shit and he uh, <laughs> wants Roman to have a thousand days, so uh, nobody else can be champion. So I guess we have to create a new one. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh it was yeah, that was bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just yeah. And like I said, man, in uh, this interview happened throughout the rest of the night, and it's nothing yeah. again, nothing to talk, nothing to discuss, man. There's there's nothing, and you who and you might get it from it. You might get the same freaking format for Styles on SmackDown. Yep, I, yeah, that's what I expect is going to happen on SmackDown. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, backstage, uh, so Liv Morgan um, developed an injury on SmackDown um, from there. I believe there was a was it like a tag match or something? Guys, it was so yeah. irrelevant. I don't even remember the match. But um, Liv Morgan developed an injury on SmackDown. It was the tag the tag title match. That's right for against yeah. damage control. Um, yeah, she developed an injury. She's not medically clear to compete. There was supposed to be a tag title match from last night, but instead, you know, you know, what's even better than a freaking tag title match, Brian, why not put Raquel Rodriguez versus Chelsea green in a one-on-one match? So if you're probably, you're going to eventually get this match, Brian, you know, that that's a given, right? Yes. I'm sure Liv Morgan, whether they push it to I don't know, maybe, you know, it's a minor injury and maybe she comes back for Night of Champions or whatever. You're going to see this rematch between Sonya Deville, Chelsea Green, and your tag champs. So, yeah, let's just just be a bunch of lazy motherfuckers. And instead of just trying to, you know, call an audible and maybe do at least something that's just simple and yet effective, no, let's just put Raquel and Chelsea Green in a fucking match. That, that gets nobody fucking invested because this tag division for the women is a fucking joke. Um, guys, I, I, <laughs> I don't care if that sounds harsh. It's just the freaking truth. I'm just being as honest 
as I can possibly freaking be. Brian, your thoughts, because that, that's really all I have. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually thought, you know, the just the backstage interaction between, you know, at Pierce and, and uh, Chelsea Green and Raquel, yeah. I thought the backstage interaction was kind of, was, was pretty good. It was entertaining. But, the, yeah. yeah, the match that itself is, yeah. and, and, yeah, uh, yeah, who, yeah, and that's, uh, that's they're going to go tonight at Champions. They're they're going to retain uh, Liv yeah. and and I'll say this about Liv too. I feel like she I feel like she gets injured a lot, man. Um, I, I don't know if some of the stuff has been storyline driven or legit injuries, but I I don't know. And maybe I could I just have this idea in my head now that man, it feels like she's been out with injury like pretty frequently here over the last like year year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I, I could be way off on that, but yeah, it, yeah, they're going to retain at Night of Champions, and then uh, uh, we'll we'll save it for the match and and see where <laughs> see where it's ultimately leading to. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the thing too with these wrestlers before we dive into hour number two. So so there's your first hour, guys. I mean, your first hour was just just again freaking irrelevant and accomplished nothing. There, there's your first. Hour. Yeah, just boom, hands dusted off. That's your first hour. Um. But, and, and going back to what you said, Brian, about like, oh, like, you know, there were some things that were funny in the segment. Like we talked about Kevin Owens early on, like at least Kevin Owens and even people like, you know, Chelsea Green. And, and they're trying to make something. They're trying to turn chicken mm-hmm. shit to chicken salad, like as we always say. Right. You know, so I respect that. But here's the problem. This right. is what they're given. And they're tr- and you, they're trying so hard to come up with something to make this somewhat entertaining. And and I can't, and honestly, I, I can, I commend everybody in, in regards to that, especially for every superstar on, on this roster. Cause again, there's a lot of talent, man. I understand, you know, gone are the days of people again, like freaking Kevin Nash and people like freaking Hulk Hogan and stone cold and the rock. I get all that, but there are still a lot of talented people that are itching to have the utmost potential in this company. And you can tell they're just trying to make something out of nothing. And it's a shame because the Kevin Owens, he's trying to like be funny and he's trying to like, Oh, can I just punch this dude in the face? And Chelsea green is trying to get funny in in his, her connection with Adam Pierce. They're trying so fucking hard, but the problem is they are getting the short end of the fucking stick because the company, you know, God forbid gives this freaking Anybody, if your name's not Roman or Charlotte Flair or whatever the fuck, right? At the time of day, yeah. seriously, and, and I, it's I see it legit that these wrestlers are trying to make something out of it, but yet what they're given, it's it doesn't deliver because th- this company is not giving them anything, hardly a, yeah. a centimeter of good booking, and, and it's a shame. And I just I, so I have to call that out. But again, to all the wrestlers, like people like Kevin Owens, Chelsea Green. Um, and others that we're going to mention in the show. Shout out to you guys because we see you guys trying to make something out of these segments. And again, it's no fault to their own. It's just their idiotic freaking bosses. Their stupid fucking bosses in their suits and ties couldn't stand to give a fuck to, to, to put care into their wrestlers, into their wrestlers and into the show. It's a shame. Yeah. Moving on into our number two. Uh, Gunther and Imperium, their music hits. They enter the ring. Imperium, uh, they're standing by the commentary table. Gunther is standing on the commentary table like he's the <laughs> like the ring the I can't do the voice, but he's the ring general. I'm not gonna, right. I'm gonna I, I, if I try to do the impersonation of Kaiser, it's gonna be really bad. So I'm not I'm not even gonna waste my breath. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, he does that whole shtick for Gunther. Gunther's standing there like he's this freaking, this freaking just the literally like the ring freaking God, the freaking ring general himself. He's standing there like I thought it was, I don't know. I liked it. I don't know. Again, wrestlers that are trying to make something out of nothing here. Um, again, just the visual of just Gunther. Just feel, again, I like the visual or the feeling of Gunther. Like Gunther is even the more that he's holding mm-hmm. on to this title, the more that it's like he's starting to feel more and more like a legit threat. And I freaking like that. At least there's yeah. that somewhat of feeling of people somewhat feeling like a legit threat. And again, and that's, that's not, that's not props to the company. That's just props to the wrestlers themselves. It's just how good they are. Um, so Gunther standing on the commentary table, Gunther cuts a promos, talks about his dominance over the past year. And he plans to do that on Monday night. Raw cuts a promo about is the, no, you know, whoever is the number one contender for the IC title. And this is what I mean, guys, about the Intercontinental title. Forget giving somebody, like, forget giving Gunther the time of day and giving him an actual freaking competitor and giving him an actual freaking feud. Let's let's determine that feud. Let's determine that opponent in a lazy fucking battle royal. Yep. Oh, my God, man. It's just, like, really... I mean, we saw it enough on SmackDown and like, oh, uh, what, what's uh, we got anything for Gunther, guys? A- anything at all? Uh, no, n- nothing. Uh, he just came over to Raw. So we got it. We got to give someone opponent. We got Night of Champions. Oh, what's his name? Uh, don't we still have that dude that's uh, somewhere back? Uh, Bus- Ali, something Ali, Mustafa Ali, right? Isn't he? OK, yeah, let's let's throw him in there because guys frick and, and and why are we mentioning Mustafa Ali? Well, we're, you're going to find out in just a second. So they have this battle royal to determine the number one contender for this title. Um, <laughs> you have people like Tazawa, Corbin, Ziggler, Von Wagner. I remember in there, uh, Reed, Bronson, Reed, Ricochet Ooh. and others. Um, Tazawa and Corbin are the first ones eliminated. And then Dexter and Loomis just follows suit. I, I mean, <laughs> moving on. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to waste my breath with the whole Dexter Loomis shit. You guys know how I feel about that. Dolph Ziggler gets eliminated by Von Wagner and then JD McDonough just attacks Ziggler from behind. Um, Again, I'm going to get to that in just a second. Um, Gunther is at ringside. He orders Imperium to attack Riddle. Matt Riddle, Scooter McGee himself uh, is in this match. Bronson Reed eliminates Riddle via the distraction from Imperium. Um, And then it comes down to three opponents. You have Mustafa Ali, Bronson Reed, and Ricochet. And guys, Mustafa Ali eliminates both Bronson Reed and Ricochet with a drop kick, and they knocks both of them off of the off of the apron. Uh, Bronson Reed was holding up uh, uh, Ricochet um, up on the apron, and then Mustafa Ali delivered that drop kick, knocking them both off the apron. And Mustafa Ali wins this battle royal. And Mustafa Ali, yes, guys, Mustafa Ali, the mayor of fucking Jobberville, is getting a fucking title match against Gunther at night of champions pyro goes off. Like he actually won the fucking title. Like they're actually <laughs> right. in fucking Saudi Arabia. Like what the fuck was that? They're know, blasting this pyro. Like this dude is a legit fucking megastar when, when he's been jobbed out and he's been, and he's been booked like a clown for fucking weeks and years, right? Or months and years. I wonder what if that there? was just like a, like a backstage rib on him. Kind of, you know, to, I mean, like, <laughs> Uh, I don't know because it made no sense. Makes absolutely now. Listen now. Here's now. Here's what I'll say, and Brian, I'll send this off to you because I want to talk also more about this whole 
JD McDonough, Dolph Ziggler stuff as well. But I'm going to start with Mustafa Ali in just a second. You know, I, I mentioned this on the Facebook group. You know, it, you know, it's what it's a Saudi show. It's Mustafa Ali. I mean, Gunther shouldn't. You know, he's he's going to retain the title, and you know, it, I guess it is what it is. You know, beggars really can't be choosers. But you know, we said the same thing about Logan Paul when he faced uh, when he faced Roman Reigns. Like, oh, it's a part timer. He's a celebrity. Ooh. It's no harm, no foul. But again, guys, like we, 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 we can't do, we, we can't do any better for Gunther. This is yeah, the best. I know. We have for Gunther. I know. What makes us think in our fucking heads that Mustafa Ali, who's been treated like and booked like absolute garbage for the, for months and years, think that he has any sort of shot to beat freaking Gunther. He's going to go out there and take a massive freaking L and then what? Again, then freaking what? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that this is the best we have to offer for Gunther. I understand, you know, it's better to put Mustafa Ali in there than freaking a Johnny Gargano or a Dexter. I get it, but this is the best. A Mustafa Ali, bro. If you're gonna put him in a te- in a freaking title match, make it make sense. Don't freaking legit treat this dude like a freaking clown and then just have him win a miraculous battle royal and cheer like he won the fucking Stanley Cup. Dude, you won a battle royal. Like, <laughs> who are we fooling here? It, yeah. It's just, it's lazy. And it's, it's freaking, it's bullshit, dude. Like, I can see through the bullshit with my own two eyes. It, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Um, I'm going to get to Dolphin and, and JD McDonough and that whole stuff in just a second. But Brian, your, your thoughts on Mustafa Ali and winning this battle royal. Well, let me go back to the the entrance by Imperium. Um, again, one of the better entrances in wrestling. And uh, Kaiser, man, he's got that that little that little entrance, the introduction of of Gunther, man. Um, it's fucking entertaining. Like, I mean, he's he's kind of got that down with the just the way he says it. The you know, it, it's it's good, it man. Helps Gunther in the process makes him freaking feel more right. Scared. Right. Shout out to freaking Kaiser. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this battle royal, man. Like, look, we just we just had the the pay per view in Puerto Rico, right? And mm-hmm. again, we you know Zelina Vega got the shot at Rhea, and it made sense because Puerto Rico and all that. And it was all good, so I understand that aspect here with Saudi and Mustafa Ali, absolutely. However, this is fucking hot garbage, man. Like, if if Gunther does not, if this isn't like a three minute match. Uh, then you know what? It, it's it's gonna lessen. Gunther's not gonna seem as dominating as as he has been if if this goes more like seriously. You've had this guy job out for like you said months and months and months. He wins this fucking battle royal and you put him in a match with Gunther at a pay per view. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. And and with Gunther specifically. I, I don't know what they're waiting for with this guy to like put him in a feud with somebody that, yeah. you know, I, no, I don't, I, I don't fucking get it. I understand <laughs> um, what they're doing, but it's just like, dude, like, why are we wasting freaking like, why are we wasting time here? It just yeah. makes no sense. You throw him in there with, again, it's just random freaking people with no, again, there's no feud. They're just having the match. And right. Right. The same thing with Ali. He's going exactly. to have a little, he's going to have a mini mania moment from freaking in Saudi. It's just, yeah, it just makes no sense. Like, this is the best we have. 
for 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 Gunther in this IC title. I mean, this who's had an impressive is. run, and and we've seen, especially since the Rumble, yeah. when he had those. Well, when he went through the Rumble and then had those moments with Drew and Brock and and Cody. Uh, yeah, it's like what the fuck, man. Like this this guy, like since the Rumble, he he. <clears throat> He's maintained, you know, he, he he rose his level at the Rumble, right? He he elevated his game a little bit. And since then, he's maintained that. But WWE has given him shit, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just so weird. And then let me let me get so, yeah, so that, that whole shit is a mess. It's, it's yep. so weird. Um, it's just, I, I don't know what anybody expects this to be. Um, don't be shocked if just Mustafa Ali just gets freaking squashed and just free. I wouldn't shock me if that's the case. I mean, he's got to, if he's been jobbing out, like if you have him go in an eight to 10 minute match with Gunther, what does that do to Gunther? Oh my God. If it goes you know? 10 minutes, oh my God. WWE, uh, please do not let this, if this legit goes more than 10 minutes, Brian, right? I'm about to go fucking berserk. If this legit yeah. goes fucking 10 minutes, you will hear me guys. <laughs> Whenever we re- review Night of Champions, if this fucking match goes 10 plus minutes, you will freaking hear it from me and I am going to get fucking amplified on this fucking platform. Trust me. Like, so, no shit. Like, this yeah, this match, ahead. like, I, I, it shouldn't be more than three minutes, but I'll give it five. <laughs> right. Like, it yeah. sh- there's there's no way it should be going more than five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're you're 100% correct. Um, now, let me get... Now, before we get into this next segment, I, I want to talk about... This whole attack from from JD McDonough. Now I, I hear a lot of good things about this this dude. I mean, he's got potential in the world. Props to him. He was in this battle royal, and he got eliminated. I want to guess it was from Dolph Ziggler. I, I was. I, I went yeah, Dolph. Yeah, eliminated. Dolph eliminated him. Yeah. So Ziggler gets eliminated, and JD McDonough attacks this motherfucker. And his ex- explanation is. It's not it's not him being eliminated from the battle royal. It was him backstage saying, "Oh, I want to make a name for myself and taking out a a vet like a vet that is Dolph Ziggler or whatever." Does this dude not fucking watch the product? <laughs> if you're trying to make a name for yourself, you're going to go after Dolph Ziggler who's been a who's been the bottom the gum on underneath everyone's shoe for fucking months. <laughs> That's yeah. the person you go after. What, what the, this, what the fuck? H- how does this make JD McDonough? You're, you're going after Dolph Ziggler out of all. And listen, we know how good Dolph Ziggler is. That's not my point. The booking aspect, this dude has been irrelevant. Right. And you making a statement is going after Ziggler who hardly, who's he, who, He's he's that irrelevant. He's not even on a fucking brand. <laughs> he's a fucking free agent. And because here's the thing, Brian, I'm going to send this off to you because I do want to hear your thoughts about this. If the plan is to bring up J.D. McDonough and the and the and the the plan is for him to go after Ziggler, if that's what you want to do. OK, cool. That's actually could be kind of fun. Right. We'll see what you know, we can see what J.D. McDonough is capable of. And we all know how talented Dolph Ziggler is, whether we like to admit it or not, the dude's freaking talented. You know, you don't know that because of how poorly this dude is freaking booked because he's treated like fucking garbage. So if that's the case, wouldn't it be best for the, over the past several months to know ahead of time to book Dolph Ziggler fucking relevant 
And and here's a crazy concept. You know what you can do, Brian? Win fucking fucking wrestling matches. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but no. But but no. You have JD McDonough who looks more like the freaking moron trying to make a name for himself. Yeah, who do I want to attack? Adolf Ziggler. I'm I'm sorry. Well, oh, but James, he eliminated him from the battle royal. I don't give a shit. <laughs> You, you yeah. in a battle, he's that mad to where he, 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 he viciously assaults Dolph viciously. May I add to the point? Cause he gets eliminated from a battle. Right guy. Stop, stop. What are we saying? Yeah. And, and he says, I want to make a name for myself. If this was like a Grayson Waller, then I can kind of see it from that aspect because he's a character where he can, he kind of just stomps on you while you're down. He's that type of character over in NXT. Mm-hmm. But JD McDonough, he said it for himself. I want to make a name for myself. You know, you can you can book Dolph Ziggler. He's he's you know, he's a he's an he's an older vet. He's trying to make a name for himself again. He's on this big run. And JD McDonough, he makes an impact and he attacks Dolph Ziggler. He's like, hey, your time is up. Like a little little reference to John Cena. Your time is up and my time is now. Right? That right. type of thing. It's that fucking simple. Just get creative. Think ahead of time. Yeah, this company doesn't want to fucking bother and even making JD McDonough look good. It's bad enough. Like Dolph Ziggler looking like shit. I mean, that's just, it's fucking second nature at this freaking point. It's that's as sad as it is, but now you do it to JD McDonough. It's just like, I I don't understand what this accomplishes for him. Again, Mm. Again, guys, that may sound harsh, but if you really dissect it and you really understand what I'm, what I'm saying here, you guys understand my point and where I'm coming from. It's just, it's logic. You guys, all of this is, it's just logic and common sense. And that's what this company has zero of. Brian, your thoughts about that before we get into this next segment. Yes. I mean, I like JD McDonough from NXT. Um, and, you know, the 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 viciousness, I guess, of the, of the beatdown, you know, it's, I don't know. His character over in NXT was kind of like a, I had like a sadistic streak kind of, I don't know what word to put on it, mm-hmm. but yeah, to, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where like they, they, I can, I can see Vince McMahon. He probably wrote this shit like a half hour before the show and was like, this is what's, what's happening. Um, I, I do. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, JB, JD McDonough is up there. I do want to see, I hope they give him something good and, and see where he can goes with that. But, um, you know, a good, a little, a little, you know, month long feud with Ziggler, if that's what it's going to be. Eh, okay. Um, I'm not excited about it, but I, that's the thing with these NXT people. Like I don't expect any of them. I, I think they're all kind of going to be given weird shit. <laughs> like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. So Absolutely. yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um, Cause I, I do like him. Um, I liked him in NXT. Uh, hey, we'll, we'll see what, where, where his character and his story goes, man. I don't know. Yeah. And I know there's talks about him maybe joining the judgment day. I know I've been hearing stuff. Yeah. About and that, and that could be a good fit. Like with his character, I could see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, like, and during that segment that he cut in the parking lot, I saw like, if you, if you guys have noticed this in the background, Finn Balor was like, 
was in the background as, as J.D. McDonough was leaving the arena. Kathy Kelly was interviewing him, and you see Finn Balor in the background. So I know. I missed that. I don't know yeah. if you saw that, Brian, but yeah. So yeah. That, that's, already an, that's already probably maybe a seed planted that that could be the case for J.D. McDonough. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good, you know, and again, you know, you put him with the judgment day, see if he sinks or swims. And I think that that could be a good little start for him. And I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yep. Um, and I think that that could, I mean, cause the judgment day, even though over, over the past number of weeks, I mean, Brian, you said it yourself, it's the booking of them has been so weird, especially in regards to Dominic and Rhea and the cheering and the booing, which is really starting to diminish that. But but we all yeah. know that the Judgment Day as itself has really elevated all of these people from when they started. Absolutely. Can they yep. do that with J.D. McDonough? I mean, we'll see. So uh, it remains to be seen in regards to that. Becky Lynch is up next. Her music hits, and she enters the ring. Uh, she cuts uh, a little promo um, on Trish Stratus, recaps her tandem with Trish and Lita, you know, talking about she calls Trish a snake in the grass and a backstabbing egomaniac. She, she wants to thank Trish, but not for the reason that she gives, you know, and she, and she says, um, I'll show you how thankful I am when I kick your head in at night of champions. And guys, <laughs> I'm not kidding. As soon as she says that she drops the microphone, Greensboro, North Carolina did not even budge out of their fucking seat. Guys, go back and watch it. <laughs> Nobody. You got maybe one or two golf claps. That that's it. <laughs> Nobody gave a single fuck. And I feel bad for Rebecca Quinn, aka Becky Lynch herself, the woman behind the Becky Lynch character, because she actually cut a decent promo. It was yeah, uh, yeah, it, it really was. Not at all. But but here's the thing. It's just you got to do fucking more. Then and this was this was kind of the trend all night long. You had an irrelevant match, you had an irrelevant, just a nonsensical freaking promo, and just rinse and repeat the freaking cycle. And it's and, yeah. and Becky Lynch was just no different. And this is no shade to Becky. This is just what she's given by Triple H and freaking the the creative writers, freaking a hundred thousand seventy whatever the fuck how many writers are back there. It's, it's a shame. It's it's a freaking shame because like you got to do freaking more and you want to know what the crazy thing is, guys. And because and I'm sure I'm in the minority of this, but I don't give a shit. I actually I'm actually down with this feud. I think this feud can be actually very entertaining. It's Trish Stratus and Becky. If you do it properly, I'm I'm honestly fine with it. You, you make you make mm-hmm. it entertaining, and I'm I'm totally fine with it. Oh well, James, you know freaking. Uh, you, you know if you, what the, that t- that time should be for the younger women, the younger town. Okay, how's that working out for them with their booking? If you're gonna put Trish Stratus on TV, guys, then I'm, guys, I'm I'm sorry. I know people are not on board with it. They just don't like Trish, and I understand where those people are coming from. Trust me. But I, I'm 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 on board with this, man. Like, if you want to make this entertaining, it's Becky Lynch and Trish. I understand you could be doing other things with other women. But you can't tell me that this doesn't have potential and, and could yeah. be freaking entertaining. Um, and it seems like they're going to push. They're they're going to they're not going to waste any time and 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 uh, have this match at Night of Champions. Now this could be a similar situation with Brock and Cody, where this feud is probably going to go all the way till SummerSlam. They're just going to have rematch after another rematch or something along those lines. But guys, we can't do any better than just a freaking a, a, a two minute freaking promo. 
I mean, I, I don't understand. It's a nonsensical promo. Becky Lynch just says some words. What is this accomplishing? Yeah. I, I, like, I, I don't get it. I understand Trish was not in the building. Then fucking think outside the box and get creative, dude. I, like, get away from the ring. Get away from backstage. Do fucking something. You know, we talked about with AEW just a couple days ago, Brian, with freaking uh, Jay Lethal. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and, and and FTR and even Mark Briscoe, how at least they got away from the ring a little bit. Was it, you know, mm-hmm. I can, I can understand where people are coming from and maybe if it was silly and it was weird, I understand where those people are coming from, but at least they're getting away from the fucking ring and away from backstage, man. At some point you got to do these things. If you've yeah. seen one nonsensical fucking two minute promo, just talking about, Oh, I'm going to kick your ass. Or I'm gonna do this to you at freaking Night of Champions or at this pay-per-view. You've seen them all. Like enough. You gotta I gotta see fucking more. I'm sorry, guys. I don't care if that's freaking harsh. Like, I gotta see more. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Brian, yeah. your thoughts on that. Yeah, I I feel the same. I mean, I, I'm good with this feud. Um and yeah, I actually thought it was a good promo by Becky. Uh not bad at all. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I hear where people are coming from with, you know, Trish's, yeah. you know, 20, mm-hmm. you know, her time is gone, but, yeah, you know, whatever. It, it's the wrestling industry. Like, this literally always happens. Like, there, there's always a, a, a returning superstar, uh, you know, that comes in here and there. It's so, whatever. So, it's uh, the women this time. It's Trish. Okay. Uh I don't know. I mean, yeah, (laughs) yeah, she has. Yeah. yeah, Um, Especially with the, with the, her uh, promos. Yeah. Really good. Absolutely. I mean, I know the, the, the heel turn was botched. I get all that stuff, but, but she has been doing tremendously. I thought, you know, you could have, I mean, they had that return from Becky and the whole Beck exploder and, cutting the promo and now you just say a bunch of more freaking words. Yeah. You know that like, and it, so it seems like, yeah, it needs to be a better feud than cause she was out there basically just saying, I'm a good person. Becky's a bad or, or Trish is a bad person. I mean, that's, that's what the feud is like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's just, they got to do better, man. I, I it's, just yeah. like, this is what I mean, man. Like we're not going to accept the bare minimum. We're not going to just lower our bar. No, and it could be good. Yeah, it, it really could. Yeah, it could for be sure. a lot of fun, man. I mean, yep. this look, I mean, Trish and Becky Lynch, I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. There's a rocket scientist to know the, how much potential that has. But, but guys, like for Becky Lynch to just go out there just to say some words and to say that she's just going to kick Trish's ass at freaking Night of Champions. Yeah. After she just pretty much just beat the crap out of her and had her retreat up the rampway. Nothing got accomplished. That's what I mean, guys. <laughs> yeah. If you've seen one of these promos, you've seen them all. And you're going to see another one from another individual in just a second in the third hour. But we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Rhea Ripley is watching Becky Lynch from backstage. So that kind of hints to you right there that I'm sure they're going to try to do that. Maybe after this Trish Stratus feud for Becky. Uh, yeah. Becky Lynch may be in line to face Rhea Ripley. Um, for. <laughs> For some reason, she's still holding the SmackDown Women's Championship. Guys, like, is nobody going to call this out? Like, she's still holding on to the SmackDown Women's title. Does nobody seem fucking odd with that? I mentioned this on the SmackDown Review. If you guys haven't checked that out, go watch it. 
of how freaking odd this title situation is. And I'm sure, yeah. Ryan, like their plan was to swap the titles, but I bet you they don't want to do that because I'm sure they don't want to take the backlash, <laughs> no pun intended, um, and, you know, what, of what comes with it. So they're trying right. and, and they don't know what to do. <laughs> they don't, they don't know what to do. And now freaking Rhea Ripley is holding onto a, is on, is a Monday night, uh, Monday night raw superstar holding a SmackDown title. And, and, and that's it. And, and yeah. we're just thinking like, and a casual fan is probably coming across like, Oh, that's weird. Like what is, <laughs> and you expect, and, and you expect people to be interested and to get people to understand what's going on when you have a freaking a, a women's champion holding a title that's not even on the fucking brand. Yeah. Like, first of all, like, I don't I don't want to see between it, whether it's men, women, whatever title, I don't care. There yeah. is no need to ever have them come out and exchange titles. No need yeah. for that at all. No. So, like, I and I would be OK with it. But like you said, I, like I have no doubt that WWE planned to do that, and maybe still do. Um, but I'm thinking more now because yes, I'm sure they've heard. You know, the, you know, nobody wants to see that. Nobody gives a shit about that. That's it's freaking ridiculous. So I, I'm fully prepared to see like whenever it happens next week, two weeks after Night of Champions. You know what? That's what it's going to be. Probably because then everybody's going to be there at Night of Champions. So then the Raw after Night of Champions, she's just going to have the Raw title, and <laughs> and uh, Becky or um, Bianca will have the SmackDown one. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So 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 with Rhea Ripley, um, she's being interviewed uh, when Natalia interrupts, um, and she so Natalia just says some words. What she says, I couldn't bother to give a shit, guys. Well, she botched it too, yeah. It, yeah, she so, did botch it, yeah. So again, I, yeah. guys, I couldn't bother to give a shit, to be honest with you. Guys, that's how bad this is. I couldn't even bother to even write down fucking notes. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's that freaking bad. It's that freaking, it's that, it's that lazy. It's that ridiculous. Rhea Ripley ends it with like, if you ever interrupt me again, this is like referring to last week or whatever. Yeah, um, you ain't gonna. I ain't gonna boost your career. I'm just going to end it. And, mm -hmm. You know, so it's like don't don't interrupt me again. Like don't ever do that, or I'm just gonna I'm gonna end your career. I'm gonna beat you up, man. And like, <laughs> that's that's just again, guys. That's just how it comes across. You can call me an asshole. You can call me a prick. I don't give a fuck. That's just how it comes across. That's the best you got to, to yeah. tell it a few with 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 natalia and yeah um, that's gonna be the feud for for Rhea. it's gonna yeah we're, we'll see yeah. i guess they haven't announced it i mean i, I guess maybe we'll see it at night of champions and same, I, and, same I thing, and same thing with the same thing we said about gunther when are we gonna start moving the boat here with with Rhea's title reign yeah like, right when, when are we start when where is the fucking urgency to get something going for this freaking woman by the way shout out to Rhea ripley hi Rhea. how you doing appreciate the like by the way on there <laughs> absolutely Shout out to her. But like, when are we, where's the urge urgency to get something for this woman? I, I mean, for, it was Selena Vega. I mean, okay. That was a cute little moment. Shout out to Selena Vega. That was good for her, but we all knew that. I mean, nothing about that match leading up to it was exciting. Right. And you have this with Natalia. Okay. Again, I, I, you know, it's, it's no harm, no foul. Cause again, you know, you're better off having Natalia in there than somebody like a Zia Lee. I, I get that. But can we not? But that doesn't mean we still we can't get freaking creative and make it fun. All right. you had was a, a 
freaking Natalia just interrupts, say some words, and freaking Rhea saying like, oh, don't interrupt me or I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to make you regret it. I'm going to end you. And then Dominic yeah. and them walk off. Um, guys, I'm so excited. Brian, well, when, when is Night of Champions? Let me, let me write this down for a second. May <laughs> 27th. Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. Boom. That's that's in my calendar. I, I got to write this down. Perfect. It's it's in my notes. Because, guys, I am so ecstatic to watch this fucking match, especially after watching this 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 interview. Brian, how can you not be excited? I know, right? <laughs> Who, who's not excited about this shit? Seriously. So, and, so yeah. Um, and that's the last you hear of Natalia. Um, just, you know, you would think that maybe something would lead into that. No. Natalia, take your 30 seconds. Take your botched fucking promo and just hit the showers and just, you know, whatever yeah it's just ridiculous um up next was dominic mysterio versus xavier woods sound familiar it fucking should because we saw it fucking last week it's just oh my god brian yeah i I don't understand it's guys i I mean you want to talk about lazy this is as lazy as it gets this is what we're gonna do we're gonna see xavier woods and and Dominic again, uh, and what in some type of stipulation? Is there going to be a stipulation now? What what is it going to be, guys? Are we going to yeah. continue this in the Night of Champions? Are they going to have like a? Is this going to be like a best of seven? <laughs> Freaking going into night, like guys, what the fuck is this leading to? Honestly, um, so moving on from that, but we'll, we'll get more into this in just a second. But Dominic Mysterio versus Xavier Woods. Dominic cuts a promo at the rampway. They're still doing the freaking the booing of the crowd shit. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, uh, when Woods interrupts and asks if he needs mommy to have permission to speak or whatever, and then it just abruptly the seg- <laughs> that little exchange just abruptly ends. It's just like, yeah, okay. Xavier Woods says this line. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, shit, we got nothing, guys. Uh, uh, just just have them just start the match. They're, the fans are not going to say nothing. Just start the match. It was so weird, guys. Go back and watch it yourself. It was yeah. so weird. Dominic is just like. Now let's just go to the ring and just start the match. And the music just plays, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Again, guys, I'm just using logic and common sense. I'm not even trying to be harsh. I'm really not. <laughs> if you want to see me being harsh, you haven't seen anything. I'm literally just using logic and common sense here. Um, so the match starts. Uh, Dominic retreats and hides behind Rhea. That little, that little you know, exchange I kind of liked in the match. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty cool. Um, and again, that was the only part of this match that was pretty intriguing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Dominic goes up on the top rope. He blows a kiss to Rhea, um, goes for the frog splash and Woods gets the knees up. Um, Rhea attacks Xavier Woods while the ref was not looking. He was distracted with Dominic. I think he hits freaking Xavier Woods in the back of the head. He puts him back in the ring. And guys, I want everybody watching this at home. To, to, to figure out how Dominic Mysterio beats Xavier Woods. I'm going to give a few seconds for people to guess. You got three, you got two, and one. Okay, guesses are up. You guys want to know how, how Dominic won this match? Dominic Mysterio wins this match via, get ready for it, Brian, the awe-inspiring, the ultra, and I mean, Brian, the ultra <laughs> devastating. Get ready? Roll up. And it sh- <laughs> Again, should sound man. familiar because it yeah. was also the same finish from last week as well. 
This is your build. This is this is what's getting. This is. Are you guys not excited about Night of Champions? Aren't you excited about Dominic Mysterio? Aren't you aren't you intrigued and and captivated by Xavier Woods losing by roll up the last two fucking weeks? Isn't everybody excited about this shit? Right. Isn't this great freaking television? Man, this is wow. Oh my god. <laughs> Brian, I really don't know what this guy's. I, I'm just. I, I don't either, reading man. Reading this, Brian, I'm literally, I'm just in the moment, and I'm just like, wow, this is awful. This yeah. is fucking awful. How in the world do you are that either that shot or you're that lazy to say, oh, what else do we have for Dominic and Xavier Woods? Oh, nothing else. Let's just throw them in another match. Um, okay, well, we can't have Xavier Woods win because we can't do 50-50 booking. Is there any other creative way we have? Uh, no, let's just have the same finish as last week because Dominic's, you know, he's, he's, he's got the heel heat. Let's, let's just give Dominic the victory. Uh, forget Xavier Woods. Oh, but he just came back to Monday Night Raw. Uh, just, just have him lose. It's whatever. The fans are not going to say, say shit, so just do it anyway. Yep. And that's it, man. That, that is it. That is, that is your... You know Dominic Mysterio and Xavier Woods, and, and guys, get used to it. I'm sure you you might see them in in tag. You're gonna see them in tag matches, six man tag matches. It's coming, guys. It's fucking yeah. coming. So it's I can see it from a mile away. That they need a fucking psychologist because I can read this bullshit from mm-hmm. miles and miles away. So Brian, your thoughts if you have any in regards to this? And not really. I mean, yeah, it, not entertaining at all. Um, I, I don't know what they're doing with Xavier Woods. Uh, I mean, it kind of just seems like right now he's just waiting for Kofi to Kofi to, to return back. to right. Um, but we've spoken about that before. Like, I, you know, I, I think it's time for New Day to to split and go their separate ways. Uh, but he's still coming out, you know, with a new day shtick, even though it's it's just him. <laughs> it's you know, um, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know. It, going into this, like, did they announce? Like, are they definitely having a match at United Champions? I expect them to at this point, but for Dominic and Xavier, Woods? Dominic and Xavier, uh, yeah. Not, not that I, I don't think that's going to be it for United Champions. Again, they might just do again. Or I guess not because it's they're not holding belts. Like yeah, it's just yeah, gonna be yeah, all yeah, title yeah, matches, yeah. So, right? Right. Again, they'll they'll probably again, like I mentioned, they'll probably have another rematch, or they're gonna put yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Dominic team up with one member of the Judgment Day and Xavier Woods and a tag partner. Guys, that, that's what it's, and it's, Kofi it's, comes right. back. <laughs> like, Kofi comes yeah. back. Yay, Kofi! Let's give a round of let's let's give some cheers because Kofi's gonna come back. <laughs> yeah, the new day in Judgment Day. Let's, yay! says nobody right and when the new I judgment no, day <laughs> when i mean nobody guys i mean nobody is saying yeah. that shit man and there's there's nothing else that needs to be said no no not at all so uh indashir um is in a two-minute squash match via some local jobbers from the state of north carolina you had uh fuck wad fred and billy buttfuck mcgee from the state of north carolina um, or st- I'm sure that's somewhere along those names. Am I right? Um, right. But yeah, so here's the thing that I'll say, and I'll make this short and sweet. I like jobber matches. This is how you build a freaking team, a freaking superstar is jobber matches because you know what it does, guys? It allows a current superstar on your active roster 
not to take a loss. There's a crazy concept. Right. It makes Indashir look like a bunch of badasses. Veer, and I believe it's Senga, I believe the guy's name is. Uh, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. And then you have Jinder Mahal um, at at, at the helm. Which I like, and I listen. I actually don't mind Jinder Mahal. I know that a lot of thing is too is just a shit on Jinder, and there's not a lot of Jinder fans. And I don't want to, and I don't speak a lot about Jinder Mahal because I know the guy over the past several years has had no business being on WWE television. I completely acknowledge that. That's why you sure. don't hear a peep out of me about Jinder, which I haven't really mind Jinder even during his WWE title run, even though it was very odd. Um, I, I honestly didn't. I honestly didn't freaking mind it. What was it? Was it great or anything? No, was it anything memorable? Honestly, not really. Um, but I, but I was, <laughs> I was fine with that. I don't mind Jinder Mahal. I know a lot of people just don't like this dude. I, yeah. I for, for understand for being, and understandable, understandably why. Um, but but get, but dude, this thing with Indusheer, I just look at the visual, and I said this in the in the Monday Night Raw yeah. last week. Um, this dude just from the visual itself. Is WWE going to do such? Probably not. We, we know that probably. But the potential that yeah. you have with Indusheer is pretty high. And, yep. and this is a good start to, to do it. You have them in a jobber match. And I liked how also, Brian, I'm going to get to your thoughts in, in just a second. They didn't just abruptly end the segment. They actually let the they let the moment of Indusheer as a team, even after the victory, I think Jinder Mahal said some words on commentary, how, you know, they're, they're, they're about to run Monday night raw. And, you know, you have these big behemoths and freaking Veer and Senga. Again, I hope I'm pronouncing that other's dude name, right? I obviously Veer should sound familiar because this dude was a singles competitor, not too long ago on the, on the main roster a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, Again, I'm I'm all for seeing what these dudes are capable of doing because there's potential there. There's you know there's there's somewhere you can go with them. Does WWE do such? Remains to be seen. I don't trust it. But even if you guys don't like Jinder Mahal, and I understand why people don't, but you guys can't tell me that there's not potential and there's not potential for them to feel somewhat special in that regard. So, and that's all I can say about it. So, Brian, your thoughts about Indusheer? And your and your thoughts about them as a whole and where they can go on the main roster? Yeah, they definitely. Um, I mean, those two dudes. Uh, yeah, I, I'd actually be shocked if they're not tag team champions within like six months or so. Um, if, if they're not, then something has gone very wrong, or they really can't hang in the ring, or whatever it may be. Because mm-hmm. um, just looking with the current roster of who the tag teams are on Raw. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not many, I mean, like, I, you, you could always put like, you know, I don't know, uh, Priest and Finn together, but I don't feel like they're a tag team. They should be, you know, separate, separate wrestlers or, yeah. or individual singles wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the potential, yeah, absolutely is, is sky high. Um, I will say there was like something like at the end when Ginger got like on the mic, like. I don't know. He went over to the the commentary table and got on the headset first, and then grabbed the mic. And I don't. The end of it was weird, man. Um, I, I don't know what happened there. If like you know, mics weren't working or something like that. But I thought the ending, like with Ginger on the mic and trying to 
trying to like cut that promo. Um, yeah, I don't know if something went wrong or he just he did not do a good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, the tag team itself, yeah, I mean, a, a impressive first win. They, you know, uh, as it should effort. be. Yeah, like effort. Listen, if it sinks or swims, fine. But here's the thing, guys. Like, if you're gonna give people potential. Will it will it fail? Is there a chance it could fail? Sure, it can fail. Sure, but you gotta take a risk. You gotta give a shit. You gotta try. Like if, mm-hmm. if Indusheer doesn't work out, okay, fine. But at least you at least you put the time and effort to try to make it work. If something just doesn't work out, then you try something else. You go back to the drawing board. It's as simple right. as that. Yeah. You know, and, but no, but you know what WWE wants to do now? Instead of changing it, instead of going back to the drawing board, like people like freaking Charlotte Flair and people like Austin Theory, you know, they'll just pump in crowd noise. Oh, see, they're over. They they got all these they got all these boos. They're getting or they're getting these cheers. They're get, they're over, right? They're 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 the best thing. They're the big stars of the company. Fuck right. off. And, yeah. And that's what pisses me off about it. And, sure. You know, so with Indusheer. Yeah, is there potential? Yeah, can it fall flat on their face and not work? Yeah, yeah. But I at least that they're. I like the effort of at least making this the moment memorable of Indusheer as a faction. Sure, and yeah. I and I like the fact that they introduced them. You know, last week or two weeks ago, like like they had the vignette like beforehand, right before yeah. you see him, rather than yeah. just like have him fucking come out there and like. What? Ginger Mahal and what the fuck's going on? So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Absolutely. So we'll see how that goes. Um, You know, we'll remains to be seen how that whole situation. Yeah. Our number three, Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare himself hits the ring. His music hits. Um, You know, he's in the freaking, you know, he does just stick. What do you want to talk about Greensboro? (laughs) Um, you know, he references Greensboro, you know, the home of Starcade. You know, he roughly talks about Starcade and Greensboro being, I think, one of the first uh, nights of Starcade was in Greensboro. So trying to connect Greensboro. And this is what I mean, guys, about Cody connecting with the crowd. He can do it mm-hmm. just as good as anybody else and doing little stuff like that. He then goes and tells a story about about the scorpion and the frog, you know, about how. The whole story pretty much is about like, oh, like the, the scorpion asks the frog if he can try to get his way across the river. And, he's, and the frog says, no, you're going to sting me. Uh, and the scorpion and, you know, something along those lines. I don't remember the whole story in full and like how the scorpion like, oh, no, trust me, I'm not going to sting you because we're both going to drown. Why would I sting you? And the frog's like, all right, I'll give you a ride over. And then and as soon as half they get halfway through the river, the scorpion stings him. And the frog is like, why would you do that? And then the scorpion says, you know, it's in my nature or something along those lines. It's in my nature. And he says that Mm -hmm. it's Brock Lesnar's nature to hunt. So he kind of makes that connection of how, you know, he was the frog and how he trusted Brock to to carry him on his back, be the team and how he kind of stabbed him in the back. So, again, guys, this is (laughs) Cody Rhodes is trying to make something out of nothing by telling a scorpion and a frog freaking story that was probably the most intriguing part of this fucking show. That's how sad this shit was. A story about a fucking scorpion and a frog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, so, yeah. So, he makes that connection with him and Brock. You know, Brock, is his, it's, it's his nature to hunt and all that stuff. He asked, he asked Brock Lesnar in the hard cam, or, or one, of the, one of the cameras, not the hard cam, but one of the cameras saying, how's your face? And you get like this, ooh, from the crowd or whatever. 
Um, Cody accepts the challenge to Night of Champions, even though he accepted it last week. I don't know. It was such big news. I'm like, he accepted it last week. I don't understand why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he says, Brock, he's like, you know, and he goes on to say, you know, Brock is better than 99.9% of the members in that locker room. But at WWE Backlash, you were not better than me. And he finishes off the segment saying, you are not the big thing around here anymore. You are just simply in my way. And Cody Rhodes drops the microphone and that's it. Guys, I, I'm not bullshitting you. This is not me just liking Cody Rhodes. This is not me, you know, freaking, you know, a lot of freaking wrestlers or wrestling fans like to use the term of just riding the, the freaking dick or the freaking, you know what I'm saying? This is legit me being serious about Cody Rhodes. I can legit listen to a Cody Rhodes pay-per-view I or a pay-per-view, excuse me, a, a, a promo. I will listen to a Cody Rhodes promo nine out of 10 times out of a better than a freaking irrelevant freaking Shinsuke Nakamura versus Miz or an Xavier Woods versus Dominic Mysterio match. Every freaking day of the week, I will take this shit every yeah. single freaking time. Um, but again, here is the problem. This was similar to Becky Lynch. This was just another run of the muck freaking promo that we every yeah. time Cody Rhodes, he goes out there, he cuts the promo for what's given to him, trying to make something out of nothing. It's guys, there has to be more. There's got to be freaking more. You have this dude facing Brock in legit 11 fucking days. We have got to freaking get some urgency going and get people intrigued. There's not the, like, what are we waiting for? Like, mm -hmm. do we just, I don't understand, man. He cuts the promo. Brock's not in the arena. Of course he's freaking not. Cause he's part-time. Um, same with Trish. We know that they're part-timers. We know, even though, yeah. you know, I'm sure they would love to be there unless your name is Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, you know, right. I'm sure they would love to be there full, you know, every single week, but they're not going to be. So that's what I mean. If you're going to do that and put these individuals with these part-timers, you got to get creative. You got to plan. Sure. You have got to think outside the box. How many, if you've seen one nonsensical promo, and again, was the promo good from Cody Rhodes? Absolutely. Again, the, again, a good Cody, a good Cody Rhodes promo is no shock to us. It's like, you know, we know that this this dude's going to light the microphone up every single time and captivate a, uh, captivate an audience and tell somewhat of a story, you know, for what's given to him. But guys, mm -hmm. if you've seen all of these freaking promos in the center of the ring, you've seen them all. We have got to do better. I'm sorry. I'm not going to I'm not accepting the bare minimum here, guys. This is a billion dollar conglomerate freaking company. You guys know, even if you like this promo and you like what's going on with Cody and Brock, good for you. You guys cannot tell me that this is the best that this company has to offer because it's not. It's it's seriously, it's not. So, and that that's that's all I can say. So, shout out to Cody for again being another superstar on this roster for trying for for what's given to him to make some sort of intrigue. You know, we talked about with KO and others of just trying to get some type of entertainment on the show. Whether yeah. it's Kevin Owens being funny with his, you know, just going berserk and like, oh, I want to punch this dude in the face or Chelsea Green, you know, doing her shtick backstage and Cody Rhodes just freaking being Cody Rhodes. Yep. But it's hard to do anything with your character if you're if the company you work for is putting 
this much effort into your character and into the fucking show that that you're competing in. So, Brian, your thoughts in in regards to Cody and and Brock Lesnar and and everything as a whole here. Yeah, I mean, really good promo. Um, uh, I'll say this. like, So, as far as just promos and mic work in the wrestling business, right? Uh, MJF, I would have to say, is the most overall entertaining person on the mic. But Cody Rhodes is, in my opinion, the best, like, just the yeah. the passion, the believability in his promos, the um, the storytelling aspect in his promos. There's nobody better. It, you know, those two guys, MJF Brian, and Cody, we were, we were told are at the ready, top. Though. But we were told he's just not ready. <laughs> yeah, you right. Know, for, for, you know, he's just not ready because, man, like, he – he really had to struggle freaking last week. You know, we might as well just take a freaking a freaking cement truck and just run over his legs with it. We might yeah. as well just take a freaking uh, one of those freaking buildings in the city of Charlotte and just smash him over the head with it because he just ha- hasn't struggled enough. Like it's just it's just yeah. guys. You know, I hate to continue to reference WrestleMania Night Two, but I have to because it's this whole feud with Brock. Because now the story is like, oh, he. He did damage to his face. Like, it's just, I, I don't, I guys, like, cause, cause there yeah. was no explanation for the, for the first match. And now they're just, right. they're, they're just throwing, they're just saying, fuck it. Just Brock, just go out there and say, just say that you're upset about your face and whatever. That, that, yeah. That's really it. So, but yeah, continue. I got to imagine this is going to come out too. Cause you know, we see, we see, um, uh, Paul, um, you know, out there, or, you know, talking with Imperium and Judgment Day and kind of making deals and whatnot. I would imagine this has to be something involved with that, that for whatever reason, you know, uh, um, Brock went back with, with Paul to, to take out Cody for other than that. I don't, I don't understand how you, you tell this story, um, especially this far into it with mentioning nothing. It just doesn't make sense. Unless you're trying to hide the fact that Paul Heyman like hired me or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, man. Um, still, that would make no. That would still be. Fun. No, no, still not. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as the promo goes, look, he nailed it, knocked it out of the park as he usually does. So, as far as this storyline. <clears throat> I mean the storyline with with uh, with Roman leading into Mania, the storyline with um, you know Brock now. It's Cody. Cody's telling the story, <laughs> and he has been. So I guess that's what he's going to continue to do. Like he'll be the one there, kind of doing it himself, and then yeah, people are still saying like he hasn't struggled enough or whatever. I don't get it. They're going to continue to defend the freaking decision from wrestling. It was the right call. Yeah. He should have Roman should have won the match, and now look, and now Roman's going to be more part time. By the way, there's a report that he's even going to be having even lesser dates moving forward. Yeah, now now let's give him a freaking tag title. That's even going to make the situation even both of them, now, both of the Raw and the SmackDown <laughs> right, title. Right. <laughs> let's just keep giving this dude titles and keep giving this dude this dude lesser and lesser dates. Yeah, great, yeah. fantastic. That's just going to solve everything. Uh, cause it's solved a lot of problems. It's just solved everything at WrestleMania and just yeah. for a month, month and over a month and a half now, I should say, it's just this, this, yep. it's been a fucking, it's been a train wreck, bro. It's been yeah. an absolute train wreck. 
Moving on, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, one half of your women's tag champs against Chelsea Green. Um, Chelsea Green was just utterly just fucking destroyed in this match. Like, she hardly had any freaking offense in this match at all. Um, I love her selling. I mean, she's, I mean, she likes, I mean, hey, she, if, if WWE was trying to test her selling, she definitely got a lot of that in this freaking match because, my God, I mean, they made Raquel Rodriguez just destroy this bitch. Like, seriously. Um, Sonia Deville creates a distraction. Chelsea Green hits a backstabber. That was one of her only offensive moves in this match. Um, Raquel wins via the Tahana Bomb finisher for the W. And then post-match, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, they make their return and they attack Raquel Rodriguez on the stage. Um, Baszler hits uh, Raquel with the knee to the face. Ronda before that says a few words. Um, and that's your that's your segment. They walk off, leaving uh Raquel um in a puddle of her own of her own blood, at least in that reference. Not really blood, but pretty much just, you know, um just beaten down. So Yeah. And that's that's it. That's the segment. So I'll Brian, I'll have you start off with, with this. Your your thoughts in regards to this match and uh and Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler being back and probably potentially taking those tag titles from uh, from Raquel and Liv Morgan. Yeah, definitely glad to see them back. Um, you know, we had spoke about this before, like, uh, um, you know, at, at the Mania match, like it pretty much seemed like an audible was called because uh, yeah. Baszler got hurt. So, mm-hmm. um, so we've been expecting them, you know, w- once she was healed or they were back, that they're going to win the tag titles. Um yep. Given the women's division and how it is, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't see. Uh, I mean, I again, this is this is all in my head, uh, thinking of possibilities of what could be or what could happen. Not necessarily that I think this is WWE is what they're going to do, but man, I, I mean, if you had them as tag champs, I mean, that's those are two badass women that you could yeah. build as just dominant ass kickers, right? Absolutely. Um, so. If that's the way they go, um, yeah, I'm all on board. Uh, definitely want to see them do that. I just, like, I, I don't know. Like, um, is Raquel, so Raquel would be believable, right, for, for Baszler and and Rousey to, to struggle against, right, because she's big, she's a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. But in this tag team, like, I'm, I'm sorry, it's just, like, Liv Morgan is just, it's it's like a like a bear batting a kitty, you know. It just it just doesn't. I, I don't know. It, 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 I can't yeah. get on board with it because it just seems so. Uh, um, I don't know what the word is for it. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It, it it just whatever it is with live. It just seems like everybody can and almost not all not should be. But I, I don't know if she gets in the ring with somebody of the caliber of Baszler, of of Ronda Rousey, Rousey, or even if it you know if it was Raquel, you know if they turn on each other, it just seems like she should be getting her ass handed to her all the time. Because I, I I don't know, yeah. there's just something about her that I don't I can't take her legitimately against you know really legitimate like you know people they built up as legitimate kick-ass yeah. stars, you know? Yeah. It, I, I, I just, it's, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so that that's all it is with me. But yeah, as far as the match goes, we'll we're going to see them at Night of Champions for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I do expect Liv and Raquel to retain, and then I don't know if they build a feud leading into Money in the Bank. I guess maybe, and they do it there, or or shit, they might just do it on a Raw or. Fuck, I mean, we really don't know what Liv's injury is or how long she'll be out, so yeah, who knows? Like, yeah. We could be seeing another tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, another man. Another tournament, because why not? Yeah, right? that's, that's, the, that's like, the, that's like the, oh, the old reliable. Like, what, what's, what's the best way to get out of a situation? Oh, just have a freaking tournament, you know? Yeah. Because that's, yep. that, that's, that's, the, that's the situation. That's the solution to everybody's problems, so. But yeah, um, but yeah, you're. I definitely hear what you're saying in regards to Liv, especially the way, the way that she kind of comes across, you know, and that, and that's yeah. also booking as well. I mean, that's no, for sure, for height, sure, yeah, and, and you know, the height and all that stuff, and the fact that you know people like Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are legit freaking badasses. I mean, they were they're legit freaking women that will beat the living shit out of you. Yeah, um, <laughs> and even Raquel just for her size and her strength as well. So. I definitely get that. It's it's just that with Liv, it's just the thing is. It's like I want to root for, her, like I want to see her succeed, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I guess yeah. I guess it's just maybe she's not believable as a champion. I guess I, I just maybe. don't. Yeah, it's just I just don't think again. It, and this is a this is a similar thing in regards to a lot of wrestlers, especially in this company. They're not put in the right situations, like. Yeah. For me, Liv doesn't need a, t- a championship to be relevant at all. Like, right. and nor does she, yeah, like she doesn't need to hold on to a title. Like, you know, and I liked the character of, you know, there was obviously talks like before when, um, the whole, after the whole riot squad thing that she was in a couple mm. years ago, maybe, a, a, a aligning herself with Bray and then Alexa bliss was, was actually was, taking the role of that in that um, right. during that time, like doing something like that. I always thought that Liv can kind of strive in because she likes that type of stuff. She, yeah. she, she was on the freaking sure. Chucky <laughs> over the, this past fall. I mean, she likes freaking horror stuff. So I think doing stuff yep. like that, yep. I think would kind of like really would tap into her. Like, cause she likes that stuff. And I think that having that type of character would benefit her even like her psychotic little, like, oh, I want to take risks or I'm not afraid of like, you mm-hmm. know, doing like going the extra mile in a match or something like that or getting like like an extreme type of character. I like that in that aspect. It's just that she's tied to the hip with Raquel that's doing nothing for her development in that aspect. It's just yeah. like, like, like what's like, again, much love to Raquel. But what about Raquel Rodriguez is like, like that intriguing. Oh, she's got a strong back that she likes. To fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I like, mean, it's impressive for sure. Yeah. Hey, I mean, Hey, I got you this. Know. I mean, bro, I have the same freaking back muscles. Like, okay. Freaking great. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking, I go to the freaking gym. I clang and bang. Like if you know what I'm saying? Like I do CrossFit. So like, I got the same freaking back muscles. Like, okay. She, like I'll, I'll be in a freaking, a, a freaking bodybuilding pose with freaking Raquel. Okay. Like I'll do that shit just as bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's just, it's just weird. Like, okay, yeah. you gotta, you, you know, you're, you're, you're flexing and you got a strong, but okay. Like what else is there for you, honey? Like, I'm especially just, like, yeah, it makes it even that. a little, it makes it a little weirder too, that she turns the, the championship belt around to like, 
I don't know to like highlight my, my back is the champ. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. She, when yeah. she does that, she has the championship backwards. Yeah. It's just, eh, I don't know. It's, it's odd. It's yeah. It's very odd. You're strong and you're big and we get it. Yes. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, um, and then before we get into the main event, uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, I know that this is also an unpopular opinion is, or a popular unpopular take again i don't like giving opinions on this freaking platform because i just don't think it means anything sure i'll give i'll give you my opinion every now and then but in regards to ronda rousey and Shayna, and i know this is an unpopular thing to say because i know with ronda rousey she has been booked over the last several months like shit and her performance has has most likely or for the most part yeah shit. Yep. Um, Shayna Baszler has been booked like shit ever since she's been on the main roster when she left NXT. But mm-hmm. there was something about this segment where they actually were finally, you know, you see, you see this every so often in a, in a blue moon where they actually together feel like a dominant duo. And yeah. that's what I felt in this freaking in this freaking segment yeah freaking ronda rousey she freaking she delivered a kick and she slipped and fell and she botched it yeah and that's and and i acknowledge that ronda rousey even though she has been booked awful her her performances have been no better yeah she's that she hasn't looked good the last few times again i just i don't know what it is with her but but with this tandem man um it works, you know, if, if, yeah. if they can do what they, if they can do what they need to do and they're on their game um, and moving forward, if, you know, if they, cause again, I thought Rhonda, even though, you know, Rhonda's delivered horrible freaking promos in, in her work, but mm-hmm. I thought the little short little promo that she cut, it was cause it was, it was what, maybe if, a few seconds talking her to the mic. Yeah, it wasn't bad. That's all you need to do with Rhonda. You don't need to go over a soliloquy of freaking lines with Ronda Rousey. She's not going to deliver in that aspect. You just say a, a couple lines here and there, and that's yeah. it. That's all yep. you need to do for Ronda. That's what she did at the rampway, and she and they both kicked Raquel's ass and they left her laying. That's all you do, bro. It's a you know what I would that. I would love to see with these two women, man. Especially because you've never had two women of this caliber who are legit yeah. like MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, like, man, I would, cause Shayna's not the best talker either. No, man. If they had a manager, a mouthpiece and you book them something along the lines of like, not necessarily like in look or gimmick, but like in the dominance, uh, aspect book them like the fucking road warriors back in the day. Right. Just running through everybody. Mm-hmm. That could be fucking awesome, man. Um, and maybe doing. the road warriors is a, maybe that's a stretch that, but because you don't have that many tag team women, yeah. especially to go something through, I get it. Those lines or something in that aspect of how. Yeah, they, I mean that's how they should have been booked since they were a tandem to begin with. That's what right. they should have been doing. I mean, yeah. but then you know you'll see Shayna Baszler get rolled up, and then you'll see Ronda Rousey lose in a tag match, and it just completely ruins everything that you work them up to be. Yeah, and then it's just like, okay, how can we take this tandem seriously if that's how you're going to book them? So. You know, again, Brian, we, we can just see Shayna Baszler just getting rolled up in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Probably. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So yep. main event. Um, so, well, before the main event, and I, I have to bring this up, Brian, because this just boggles my fucking mind to a point where, again, you see this, you see this wall behind me. I want to slam my fucking head through it. Gunther and Imperium are backstage 
they're shaking hands and it's with Paul Heyman. And on his phone, he has a visitor's pass. If you guys don't know, Paul Heyman was drafted over to SmackDown with Roman right. and with Solo Sokoa. So WWE is already going against everything that they say. And you know what their excuse is now? A visitor's pass. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Brian, how when was the when was the WWE draft? I want to say it's been about two weeks ago. It's been about two weeks now, right? And they're already coming up with weird fucking excuses and just lazy ways to get people like Paul Heyman, who's supposed to be again, guys. I understand he's a manager and he's the only person outside of within the bloodline that you can tell us somewhat of a story to. But yeah. he was drafted over to SmackDown. Somebody make fucking sense of this. And you make up a visitor's pass. If that's the case, Brian, CM Punk, when he was backstage freaking in Chicago a couple weeks ago on Raw, he just said, yeah, oh, I, mean, I got a visitor pass. Let me say, hey, play cult of personality. Hit my freaking music. Let me go out to the ring because I have my visitor's pass. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, seriously, that's I mean, what the fuck was this? I don't know. And it's against, and they have Gunther and Imperium. And I, I'm going to talk more about that because that, again, I have more facts and more statistics in regards to why this main event or everything about this main event is fucking just weird and accomplishes absolutely nothing. So let's just dive straight into this because I got a lot to say about it. Main event is Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. Uh, Dominic and Rhea, they waste no time. They start walking down the rampway before commercial. So now they're at ringside. Dominic gets involved. Dominic and Rhea Ripley both get ejected from ringside. Xavier Woods then just comes out of nowhere and they brawl with freaking Dominic. So again, you're going to see more matches with Dominic and Xavier Woods for the foreseeable future. Um, so they bring the fight uh, to backstage. Paul Heyman arrives at the top of the stage again. Supposed to be on the SmackDown brand, but don't worry, Brian. He's got a visitor's pass. <laughs> oh my God. That's yes, so late, he's man. The he's oh. on the stage. And Imperium then appears at ringside. Sami Zayn hits a Halula kick to Balor, and Imperium gets involved. Damian Priest hits a South of Heaven choke slam onto the apron to Kevin Owens. Imperium create another distraction. So now Sami Zayn at this point, after that choke slam from uh, from Priest to, to Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is out of the picture. So Sami Zayn's on an island of his own now. Uh, Imperium creates another distraction. Finn Balor takes advantage, wins the match via Coupe de Gras to Sami Zayn uh, for the W. You have Paul Heyman smiling away on the stage. You have Imperium at ringside with Gunther, may I add. And the Judgment Day walk up the rampway. You know, the Judgment Day, including, you know, just A.K. Finn Balor and Priest. And that's your show. Yeah. That, that, that's, your, that's your fucking show. I, I'm, I'm going to save it. Brian, I'll have you start, man. Your thoughts on this main event. My overall thought, man, was just too much. Like, too much shit. Like, seriously, you had, you had the match. You had, you know, um, Dom and, and Rhea come out there. Okay. They're part of Judgment Day. Cool. Whatever. They get ejected. Heyman comes out. Imperium and Gunter come out. 
it was just too much. Like, what? This is the main event, and then and and also Xavier attacking Dom. Um, it, it was almost. What's the word you use when it's like a like a six an eight man tag? It, 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 it was just like a schmaz. It was just a schmaz of fucking people out there. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I mean. I mean. So. So KO and Sammy are are in this feud with with uh, Judgment Day now, but Imperium's there too, and they want a shot at the title. And like I said, like I I fully expect Roman and Solo to win these titles, and they're going to SmackDown. You would not. Show and them. then what the fuck are are Imperium and Judgment Day left to do? <laughs> I, I yeah, it just ooh. yeah, make it make sense, man. I mean, I could be again. This is just what I'm thinking. I could be totally wrong. Maybe Sammy and KO retain, again, and then they're still on Smack on Raw. Think, but I don't think WWE knows what they're what what they're going to do yet. I think a lot of their decisions, seriously, yeah, it's almost on the fly the of the show. Seriously, yeah, that, like, it yeah. comes down. It's TBA until the night of the show. Seriously, and see, you know, man, I, I read a I read a, a little article or not an article. I guess a little column today, man. Like I know we've talked about, you know, the the booking of Vince and Triple H and and whatever. Like, man, it's just I, I like I'm sorry. Like, it's there. Yes, they can be similar, and I'm not saying the product was so much better when, at least initially, when Vince possibly was really gone for a little bit. Um, gone. but man, there was like there was there was like. I felt there was far more less gaps in logic in the storytelling when Triple H was doing it. Now, again, you're back to and this is this is Vince's mo, right? We got a story, we got a whole show, you know, ready to go, and I'm just going to rip it up and fucking start over an hour before showtime. Yep, that's mm-hmm. and that's and that's what we've seen with so many things. Uh, since Vince has been back in power, man, since Vince has been back there, like the, the, the show, the product is, is easily identifiably worse in my opinion with Vince being the top guy than with triple H or triple H and a group of people. Um, so yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. Uh, it just seemed like far too much was going on in this match. Far too many people out there. Um, KO and Sammy lose. You know, it was a non-title match, but they're losing. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, and that, that's that's so. Before I say anything else, yeah, you, you, yeah, you. I'm gonna piggyback <laughs> off that for a second. They fuck guys. Your tag champs just fucking lose. Yeah, that that makes yeah. them, that that really makes them just so freaking just you know, just looking just so dominant and great going into their match with, with Roman and solo. Great fucking yeah. job. Yeah. Great job, Triple H. Great job, Vince. Everybody. Great, great job. Just perfect stuff. Just awesome. That's why I think that's even why I think it's set up like, for them to lose. Right. They're going to lose. The, the numbers were not in their favor. They had Imperium. They have guys. I don't give a fuck. You don't have your <laughs> champions at all. And I mean, at all, uh, lose. In the middle of your fucking weekly television show, you don't do it. You don't do yeah. it. 
I'm sorry, dude. You don't freaking do it unless there's a DQ finish or some F like no, you can't do it, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just, it's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Here's what I'm also going to say. So the backstage, um, the backstage segment, Gunther. And so Paul Heyman is, so, so is Paul Heyman just working a bunch of deals? He, he, he was working deals with the judgment day. Now he's working deals with Imperium to, to, to what? To, to take care of a Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens problem that you have been trying to do now for the past five to six fucking months? Is that what we're doing now? You have yeah. Paul Heyman, who's supposed to be a SmackDown member of your company, just come over to Raw with a visitor's pass and make fucking deals with Imperium and, 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 and the Judgment Day. Can somebody explain to me what fucking sense this makes? Yeah. Because I, I don't fucking get it. This is the story you're just going to play. Because again, we don't have the bloodline on the show because they're on SmackDown. So let's just throw all of these fucking tandems, all of these fucking factions, and all of them just work into a deal. Brock Lesnar's working into a deal with Heyman. Freaking Imperium's working into a deal <laughs> yeah, with Imperium. Right. The Judgment Day's working with Imperium. Guys, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I mean, guys, and, sure. and, here's the, and here's the thing. Just last week, Imperium lost to, to, to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So what the fuck are they going to do? Oh, yeah. because Gunther's out there? Guys, give me a break. This is fucking lazy. Yeah. It, you're telling that you're 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 telling the same freaking story with the same amount of people because Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa are not on the show, neither is anybody on the bloodline because they're on SmackDown and Roman has a part-time schedule. I mean, somebody oh, makes no, sense man. of it. Yeah. And this is and this is what you got to get to get so excited about this freaking show. That's that's what you got. Are you excited guys for Night of Champions? I, I, I mean, oh my God, bro, dude, they fucking. And that's what it seems like they're doing. Them. Like this, still, like this whole thing is still, and it, it maybe not bloodline related, but at least, at least Roman and Heyman related, which it ties into the bloodline. It just seems like, yeah, they're still trying to tell all these stories, or, or you know, just Heyman being the the gap between like. We still have a Sammy, Cody, and and KO problem, and so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Brock for Cody and Judgment Day and Imperium for Sammy and KO, and we're all gonna work together. It is ass, uh, uh, ass backwards. Yeah, for five freaking months, guys. This should have ended at Mania, and everybody should have gone their separate freaking ways. You sure. tell a new book, you tell a new story, and you get creative, something fresh, something new. It's WrestleMania is done. Backlash is done. The draft is done. And we're still, and I mean still, uh, doing the same shit. Yep. And, and now we're just throwing Imperium in there because we have nobody else. Oh, oh, it's like, oh, the bloodline's on SmackDown. Uh, who, who do we have on, this, on the roster? Oh, the Judgment Day. Throw them out there. Oh, who else do we have also there to work a deal with Heyman? Uh, Imperium. Throw them out there. You're gonna That's get it. um gonna get uh Strowman and Ricochet next week. 
Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strowman and Ricochet <laughs> are going to team with freaking uh, the Kevin Owens and Sammy. Yeah, and it's just a bunch of freaking. It's a, it's a clusterfuck of a yeah. thousand people in one segment. And, and this is and this is your bill tonight of champions, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm being harsh. I don't care if we both sound harsh. We're using logic and common sense of how any of this is intriguing and how any of this makes sense. Yeah, because it doesn't. I mean, if you're being honest with yourself. Nothing about this makes sense, and nothing is getting anything accomplished. Why is Paul Heyman, who is supposed to be on SmackDown, all of a sudden there's this visitor's pass, just making deal after deal to tell a a, a story that won't fucking end in regards to a problem with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. <laughs> right. And, and guys, and you're going to get the same. So they, they faced off against Imperium, Sami Zayn and Kevin, last week and now you're going to get a six-man tag next week with a partner of their choosing so it wouldn't shock me if it's just matt riddle again (laughs) they just might do matt riddle could it be drew mack it's probably going to maybe be matt riddle or maybe freaking i I, I don't know i don't know i mean yeah i'm trying to think on raw i mean maybe old drew mcintyre maybe since he's a raw superstar maybe he makes i don't know but still just take out freaking (laughs) <laughs> just take out Gunther and take out this partner of your choosing. It's the same match, bro. Yeah. You're just adding one other motherfucker into it. There's nothing yeah. different. Oh my God. I, I just, <laughs> this, this shit for us guys. And, and to, to, to end this, uh, excuse me, I, I'm, I'm freaking stuttering. I'm about to, <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating and everything. This is how frustrated I am guys. If you seriously like the show, Good for you. But I want you, and I, I'm talking to everybody that's listening right now, that's watching this right now. Be honest with yourself. Is this a show that you go back and watch more than once? Seriously. Oh, hell no. Ask yourself that. Is this a show that you will, would you want to go back and watch again? If the answer is no, then that proves our point. Because there's nothing to go back and watch. There's nothing yeah. that's intriguing that makes you, man, I have to see this again because it was that freaking good. That shows you how good a show is, Brian. When you know, when you're watching a segment or a, or a, or a show more than once, you knew it was mm-hmm. freaking good. You're not sure. getting with any of these shows over the past month, month mm-hmm. and a half. You're not getting that shit, bro. You're not. That's the, and that's the problem. And if you're seriously and it, listen and it freaking and if you're and if you are a person that's watching this more than once, <laughs> then more props to you than because my God, you <laughs> yeah. are and your standards are that fucking low. I don't know how they are, but but for, for most people who are being honest with themselves and are not bullshitting themselves, if you're saying no, then that proves our, that proves our point in full. That yeah. that shows you how bad this show is because. Nothing, nothing is getting accomplished at all. You know, I hate that I have to keep repeating that too, but it's, it's the reality. You have mm-hmm. a pay-per-view night of champions. I know it's a Saudi show. I know it's not a SummerSlam. I know it's not a Royal rumble. I know it's not a freaking a WrestleMania. I get it guys, but we still have to make the show leading up to it. Have somewhat of intrigue, man, just somewhat of intrigue, dude. It's just like, I'm tired, bro. I'm tired of just, I'm, I'm tired of this, giving this company 
freaking mulligans and, and, and lowering the bar. I'm, I'm done with it, dude. And if yeah. people are offended by it, I don't give a shit because somebody has to say it. And if it's me and you, Brian, I, then it is what it is, man. So, right on. Brian, your final thoughts before we end this, my man. Yeah, just another lackluster show, um, uh, which is kind of, you know, unfortunately been the case since Mania. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not really looking forward to uh, Night of Champions really at all. Like, it's one of, again, it, it's, it's those pay-per-views that are, are really just there to make WWE money. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Like, they it's don't like put much, gotten, all like that much gotten, care like into they're, it. They're like, rich, they're fat, and they're lazy, and they're just, they, they, they're yeah. not hungry to make good television anymore because they're making right. the money from Saudi. They're making the money from Peacock and everything else in between. And as long as they have that yeah. plan, it doesn't, they, they don't give a shit. It doesn't yeah. matter to them. It doesn't matter about the mer- it doesn't matter about people like, you know, the LWO and Bray Wyatt and all these people that are, that are up in merchandise sales. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the amount of clicks somebody's getting on YouTube. It doesn't matter the amount of ratings a certain superstar is pulling in a quarterly hour show or, or, or a quarterly hour in a in a Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown show. Doesn't matter. As long as they yeah. bring that freaking Saudi money, as long as they got that money from Peacock and everything else in between, that is all they care about. And yeah. that's it, man. Um, and it's it sucks because this and this, this is this is where we're at, um, and and we said this, Brian, after Mania Night Two, especially going into Backlash, we don't see how anything is getting better. There's no Bray no. Wyatt. There's, I mean, even there's Roman. You hardly even see Roman Reigns because of his part-time schedule. He's holding on a title. He's he's not even on the show. There's he's he's going after tag titles, but he's not defending his own fucking titles. <laughs> It's, there's just not there's there's nothing in, in regards to that aspect. You have yeah. Cody Rhodes continuing to tell whatever the fuck type of storyline he's in with Brock. You have a women's tag division that is not existent. You have a women's division in general that's not existent. You have two champions holding two separate fucking titles and two different fucking brands. What is there to defend? Yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of garbage, man. <laughs> it really yeah, is. You hit, you hit the nail on the head, bro. Absolutely. So, and again, just to, and once again, to end it, you know, like I mentioned earlier, guys, if you seriously think that this show is good, if you really think that this is, if this, if this show delivered, be honest with yourself. Is this a show that you go back and watch more than once? If the answer is no, then that tells you everything that you need to know in a nutshell. Thank you guys so much for watching another episode. This was episode, I want to say 13 of season two uh, for Monday Night Raw, uh, May 15th, 2023. Once again, thank you uh, guys, everybody, everyone that tunes in, whether you're watching on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we appreciate you guys always tuning in. Uh, Make sure you guys check us out on Thursday. We'll be recording another episode uh, in talks of Doug or AEW as well. You know, they have also some pay-per-views that's being built up in regards to uh, AEW's Double or Nothing as well as NXT. Mm-hmm. NXT has NXT Battlegrounds. There's a lot of talks about that. Of course, NXT, I'm pretty sure, just ended not too long ago as we're recording this podcast. So we'll see how NXT uh, delivers. You know, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes as well as AEW. 
Um, you know, obviously AEW, Hey, more props to them. You know, we talked about that last week about the whole yeah. Kenny Omega, Don Callis situation. We'll see how that continues. Does that momentum continue to, uh, to continue to deliver? Well, we'll find that out on Thursday as we talk about that. And of course, we're right back here on Saturday, uh, to talk Friday night Smackdown as they continue their build <laughs> uh, <for laughs> right. night of champions. And of course it's another edition of our top five wrestlers of the week guys as well make sure you follow us on tiktok that is ruthless underscore talk same as our instagram guys we are now well over 460 met or 60 followers um on tiktok or nice. on instagram i should say it, it, it is insane the milestones we've hit on instagram has been insane um thank you to everyone everybody who's hit that follow button and if you're coming across this platform or this this episode or this podcast for the first time, hello, hi, how are you? Appreciate <laughs> you guys being a member of this uh, this community and, and this uh, and this wrestling community. You know this platform. Yeah, we're absolutely. Happy we're happy to have you guys. So uh, make sure you guys continue to stay tuned for more episodes to come, and of course, continue to uh, you know follow us. You know, follow us on our TikTok and our, all of our social medias. You know, we post a lot of content over there. Make sure you join our Facebook group. I think we officially hit 65 members. Uh, just the other day so make sure you continue to uh to stay um or just you know continue to follow us on those platforms as well as stay tuned for more episodes to come um as well as some pay-per-view episodes uh that we'll be covering as well um going into memorial day weekend um and we'll keep you guys updated in regards to when uh those episodes will be released in regards to night of champions uh double or nothing and nxt battleground and how you know because again there's a lot of stuff man a lot of stuff that's going to happen um in the next couple of weeks so uh but we'll try we'll do the best we can to fit everything in um and we'll uh we'll break it down and we'll talk about it the, the best way that we know how to so uh brian before before we end this your final thoughts my man uh nothing nothing much really man just i'm i'm just highly disappointed with wwe at, at the moment um at this point, I, it's it's um, like just I feel like the same as Backlash, man. I'm just waiting for Backlash to get over, in hopes that they start some storylines, man. Because um, I don't see any real, you know, nothing's really going to change here the next week and a half, eleven days, whatever. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll see, man. But it's it's been a hard watch <laughs> lately. That is one way to put it, my man. That is one way to freaking put it. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.